Attention, people of Earth. What's going Attention, on Attention, people of Earth. Do not be alarmed. Stand by for an important message. Stand by for an important message. And now, Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Oh, please let it be fantastic. Of course. Yes, yes, yes. It's rather good, isn't it? Hey, I'm just enjoying the show. Inconceivable! I can't take it anymore! There's no need for that attitude. Don't make me go to the larder and unseal a tin of whoop-ass. We came, we saw, we kicked it ass. How freaking cool is that shit? Great Scott! I reject the reality and substitute my own. Nice, right? I learned that one from you, guy. Bang it out. <laughs> we are going live. Yeah. Feel free to hang around for a while. Oh, God, this makes me happy. Live on all the Internet's webs and tubes, it's Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Live on Any Me Weekly Radio, streaming worldwide and podcasting who the fuck knows where... This is Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert for Saturday, April 7th, 2018. Hope everyone had a nice Easter holiday, if that's your thing. Uh, I myself am a heathen. Anywho, uh, John Kendall, the King of Montana, has the night off uh, because I think it's WrestleMania weekend, whatever that means. Um, but it, it's it's in his contract, and I, I don't know... What possessed? What idiot approved that con, uh, approved that clause in his contract? Uh, but it is what it is, and uh, so he's got the weekend off. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're looking this way, trying to shift blame here, but I will let you know that that contract was already enforced before Michelle and I joined the show. You don't know that. You don't know that, well, okay? Well, I Damn. wasn't part of the negotiating team, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I blame, and I, that is a major failure on your part, Miles Lagan, the G, the well, Galaxy Master when, out of Port St. Lucie, Florida. Yes, hello, and things are doing well. From um, I mean, uh, breaking news. You want to do that or invite Michelle first? Uh, let, let's get everyone in first. While I get my <sighs> footstool. All right. While I get All my right. footstool in. Uh, anyway, also joining us out uh, of the great city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the Rogue DM Dungeon Master, Michelle Lagon. Good evening. Um, good evening. I'm emerging from a cloud of smoke, just brushing a, a bit of imaginary dust off my shoulder. Do you have flames, flames on the side of your face, heaving, heaving, breathing? No flames, just a lot of no. smoke. All right, so we have some breaking <laughs> news. Who wants to do it? Michelle alerted me to it. If you want so to let hear. Miles do it. No. All I'm right. So apparently, <laughs> a search warrant was just issued for the Trump Tower in New York City, and what do you know? A fire just broke out on a particular floor. It's so weird how that kind of thing happens. Yeah. Yes, this is this is actually happening. I don't know. I, I, I kind of made up that search warrant thing, but it wouldn't surprise me if that was... <laughs> no, I, would, I wouldn't be surprised either. Oh, darn. That's a nice search warrant, but we just had a fire break out on the infinity floor. 
You'll have to come back another day after we've conveniently had enough time to destroy all incoming. Ah, shit, I'm not supposed to say that part. Wouldn't that be the shit if actually that was the case? If a search warrant was issued? Wouldn't that be the shit? Oh, yes, that would be the definitive now, shit. Now, a, a fire breaking out on a hotel floor, those things have water uh, sprinkler systems in them that shut water, fire down, and, and whatnot. If fire was to break out on a level so severe that the sprinkler system could not handle it, we're talking accelerants. And if accelerants are used, we're talking arson. arson. And if it's arson, oh, he pissed oh. Off. Be- look, it's either he's trying to he's trying to to destroy evidence, or maybe he pissed maybe he's pissed off the wrong mobsters. I mean, we I mean, we I mean, know he's mobbed up. We know that for a fact. Hypothetically speaking, it's possible somebody fell asleep in bed with a cigarette and really lit a whole bedroom up. But for the, I, I, I am very curious to see what we're talking about here. What exactly, you know, what exactly we're dealing with? It is, it, it, it does make for exciting news. So stand by, everybody. We're gonna follow this as the night proceeds. Yes, we will follow this story. Uh, so we, we've got an exciting night tonight. Um, since John Kendall is out, we are basically free to talk about Star Wars. So we're gonna do a, we're, gonna do our, we're gonna do our deep dive into the Last Jedi. Uh, I watched it again. Uh, loved it. You know, I, I, I'm agreeing with John Fiegel saying more and more that, you know, 10 years from now, this is going to be considered the masterpiece of the of the new trilogy. That's not to say, of course, that, you know, The Force Awakens was, wasn't good. It was amazing. But um, it, it, it's... Ryan, Ryan Johnson clearly had... And I, you know, knew exactly what story he wanted to tell. Every shot is significant in one way or another. I mean, yeah, the the space chase is a little overdone, but for the most part, if if it's on screen, it's because it's significant in some way. Yeah, yeah. So fair we'll, talk, we'll be talking about that so, for hour three. Okay. We're not doing that now. We got, we got, look, we, we, you guys had your all. Silence you hear is disappointment. I'm used to it. Go ahead. You know, uh, (laughs) you guys had all your nerd talk last week. And see, I'm going to be honest. This is why I don't like taking time off because I always miss, I always miss the important stories like Laura Ingram's about to get shit canned. Um, Fox Fox News, Fox News can do all the posturing about how we're not going to let them libtards silence our voices. She's got no advertisers except for what is it? The 1-800-MY-PILLOW. Who's a right wing retard? Well, maybe he'll carry the show for her and you'll get to see four or five of those commercials in a row. You know, I, I mean, let's just face facts. She's done. Maybe not today. Maybe not tomorrow. Maybe not next week or next month. She is done. She is damaged goods. And Fox News has a propensity for throwing damaged goods away. They uh, they do look at the bottom line. That's so weird that, you know, if, if someone in their uh, little kajal there doesn't pony up or carry their weight, it's like, well, thank you for your participation. Uh, we're gonna fill your time slot now with dancing monkeys or something <laughs> more productive. 
Dancing monkeys. <laughs> yeah, dancing monkeys would probably be uh, a bit more productive. Yeah, dancing monkeys. I'd watch it. Dancing monkeys. <laughs> just through a little bit of schadenfreude. Just to watch Fox News you know, just suffer. I'm, I'm just saying, they, <laughs> they, they can spin this all they want. Okay? Laura Ingram is done for. She is damaged goods. And we all know, I mean, you know... We all it's it's like uh the how the village works in the prisoner when num when the num when the current number two fails what happens they get replaced by a new number two. Yeah. Now the fat lady has not yet sung, but yes, all indications are that she is warming up the pipes. She's uh... she's lost all of her major all of her major none direct marketing customers which is you know they they may be able to say well she's got enough direct marketing customers to keep her to justify keeping her on the air for now but that is a huge huge and and, and the lesson she should be learning is you don't mock people's pain you bimbo okay this is this is this is I not i'm another not that word, concerned but... in the least about about what lesson she learns here is what i am giddy over what this does is it sends a chilling effect to all the remaining Fox hosts and all the shit that they spew out there. Now they're going to have to watch their P's and Q's and dot their I's and cross their T's. They're not going to be flying off the handle doing the usual shit they do because all of a sudden... Their their advertisers could abandon abandon them for something as simple as attacking, doing what she did. You know they they that this, I love this. It has the effect of, I mean when when you see, in a um, military unit, and you see somebody screw up and that person get punished, to the point where they are kicked out of the unit. You go, whoa, okay, lesson learned. Oh, we don't do what that individual did, you know. And so I'm loving how this is going to have consequential effects down the line. I mean, yes, you'll still get the Fox News. It's not changing its mission, but you're, it's going to have a chilling effect. That's that's my point. Yeah. Well, and like I said, I mean, uh, the fact of the matter is that I do care what lesson she learns. She's sitting here. She's making fun of David Hogg for not getting into his, into the his college of choice with a four point one GPA. You have a four point one GPA. The world should be your fucking oyster. I well, think it will be. And and, I, and one thing to note is when you're trying to go to a, a school out of state, especially a state school. Like UCLA, I think is the one she bitch. You know, she would she brought up. It's a lot harder to get into a, a state school if you're an out of state resident. So you know, he he just may not have hit the cut as far as that school. But was that doesn't justify her actions. No, it doesn't. You didn't get into your college no. of choice. <laughs> but what, you know, what I'm trying to say is she picked the low hanging fruit of the argument to base her, you know, insult on. She picked the one school that he had the hardest chance of getting into. So, she's just she's just a coward. That's all. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, she's a coward, and um, I, I I I will share this. This is from a year ago. Um, 
and, and this is about the, the you know, the, the basically the the whole school theft of a Supreme Court seat. Quote, now that I, now that the filibuster is deader than Caesar in the Senate, Democrats have absolutely zero reason to ever be reaching out, reaching to Republicans ever again. Republicans change how the Senate works forever just to seat an unqualified unqualified plagiarist and to soothe their bruised collective ego. And this needs to extend to personal relationships with Republicans, too. Actions have consequences. They made the decision to destroy the Senate. Democrats have no obligation to be nice to them. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. The only reason a Democrat should be reaching across the aisle in the age of Trump is to grab a Republican by the balls and squeeze very, <laughs> very, very hard. And I think that applies hear, to... Um, yeah. I think that applies did, to this situation did you see as well. The, okay. I, you, you were saying? Yeah. I'm sorry. No, I was going to go with the, um, the here that there's a yet another Republican <laughs> representative that's not going to be running. <laughs> uh, well, one. that and uh, Blake Farenthold, who looks like breathing, yeah. knocks the wind out of him. He No, he, yes. he's not, it's not that he's not running. He resigned effective yesterday. Oh, yeah. Yep. That's best one less Republican. He's a, he's a big hunk of inbred love. Oh, my. I just and, th- my, and thank uh, Facebook feed. Look, that guy is ten tons of ugly in a one pound ugly capacity bag. Who? I, I just I don't understand. That guy is just ugly. Uh. Anyway, yeah, he's a big hunk of inbred love. Big hunk of inbred love. Uh. And and I suspect <laughs> I suspect he's full of the fudge. It is full of the 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 what is the the, the English word the the the, the chocolate fudge. fudge it is full of the fudge. All right. So yeah. I, I, thank you for bringing up all my uh, miles because I also forgot to tease this. We're going to be premiering our new comedy segment tonight, script tease, where we perform scenes from various movies. As different characters, and and the, for, for, I chose this. I chose for for our first one, Thor Ragnarok, uh, the opening of Thor Ragnarok, and I will be reading for Thor as George Takei, and Kenny will be reading for Surtur as uh, Skeletor. I can't. I cannot do his Skeletor. Oh that my. was actually that was actually not a bad Skeletor. But I'm gonna leave Skeletor to Kenny, and uh, Miles will be narrating. He'll be re- so, um, and just you know, as I'll, Miles, as, as Miles, as yourself. Unless you want to try, if you want to try, you know, that's fine. I'm just waiting for the right, no, right. right time to break out my Yoda, the right, the right movie scene from the right movie script. You don't want me to talk like Gollum. He <laughs> <laughs> wants it. He needs it. All right. Anywho. Precious. Precious. All right. Uh. uh so. Um, and like I said, this is why I hate taking weeks off because there's just so much shit that's happened. And, you know, uh, you know, of course, Laura Ingram's career going down in flames. Ha 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 ha. Oh, um, here is a uh, shitler. You know, uh, should we classify this as uh, the greatest American zero? Why not? All right, sure. one second. One second, while I, while I, excuse me, while I whip this out. 
Uh, let's talk about the Greatest American Zero. The no puppet. No puppet. It's pretty clear. You're the puppet. It's pretty clear you won't admit. No, you're the, the puppet. I'm going to bomb the shit out of them. Hey, when you're a star, they let you do it. You can do anything. Whatever you want. Grab him by the pussy. I moved in here like a bitch. No politician in history, and I say this with great purity, has been treated worse or more unfairly. This guy, oh, I don't know what I said. Oh, I don't remember. He's going like, I don't remember. I don't I'm really not a bad person, by the way. I do get good ratings, you have to admit that. I'm not ranting and raving. I'm just telling you, you know, you're dishonest people. Nuclear holocaust would be like no other. Russia is fake news. Russia, this is fake news put out by the media. She doesn't have the stamina. I said she doesn't have the stamina. Hong Kong goes the truck. Hong Kong goes the truck. Hong Kong goes the truck. Guys, I know we've done some fucked up things before, but I think this takes the fucked up cake. Yes, yes it does, because this man, anything he touches turns to shit. He's like a reverse Midas, he's Mid-ass. Because, okay, the, the White House Eagle has been going on for what, like 140 years? What? Oh, egg roll, yeah. Yeah, for about 140 years. And and let me put this in perspective. George W. Bush was dumber than a sack of hair, and he still didn't fuck this up. Well, he surrounded himself with better people well, than yeah. Trump did, but go ahead. Yeah. Uh, so here is, he, here, here is his introduction, again, to a bunch of children. I just, uh, you know, it, it, the first part is just stupid. The, the end where he talks about the military is just... Hello? Why isn't this working? It's working. Also, I, I want to thank the White House Historical oh. Association and all of the people that work so hard with Melania, with everybody to keep this incredible house or building or whatever you want to call it, because there really is no name for it. It is special. <laughs> and we keep it in. There's no name for the White House. You dumb dick. <sighs> There's no name for the White House. Oh, you! T <laughs> I just, guys, I think I'm having a, a stroke. I smell. To I Do you smell, smell toast? toast. Oh God, I I'm having a stupidity stroke. <laughs> <laughs> just as long as you don't smell burnt cheese as well, you're you're okay. Uh, <laughs> okay, but anyway, uh, uh, here you go. Let's get. <laughs> in tip-top shape. We call it sometimes tippy-top shape, and it's a great, great place. It's an honor to have everybody on behalf of the Trump family, many of whom are with us right here in the audience. I just want to thank you. This is a special year. Uh, our country is great. You look at the economy, you look at what's happening, nothing's ever easy, but we have never had an economy like we have right now, and we're going to make it bigger and better and stronger. Our military is now at a level, will soon be at a level that it's never been before. 
It's uh, you see what's happening and you see what's happening with funding. The funding of our military was so important and so many military people are with us today. So just think of seven hundred billion dollars because that's all going into our military this year. So I want to thank you all for being here. The band. Unbelievable. I love you people. I hear them. Okay. Yeah, because, you know, if there's one Let's thing... Let's make the Easter egg roll about the military. Yeah, oh, yeah. God. Let's make the Easter egg roll about blowing shit up. I, I mean, oh. let me tell you, if I yeah, if, make, if I were there yeah, with my nephew... That... Let me finish, please. Uh, <laughs> if I were there with my nephew, I'd, I'd have ideas about what to do with those eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, yes, Michelle. Not important. I'm, I'm through. I'm good. I have stuff to say. Okay. Woo! All right. So here we have a man that is obviously suffering from dementia. Uh-huh. Alzheimer's is taking its hold, and you can see his mind is really starting to go. Now, evidence that by him saying, oh, the White House, what was it called? The White House Restoration Group or the White House uh, Department of Restoration? He said something like that. It was like, yeah, but he did say it. He did say it. It was like two sentences right before he mentioned this house that doesn't have a name. So here we have a person who's, you know, as sad as it is, and, you know, I'm not really shedding a tear, but he's... His, his brain is failing him, right? And he knows it. He This is like someone that screwed up. And the moment you screw up, you're like, oh, shoot. You immediately know that something is wrong. And you're trying to cover up the mistake. And the way Trump does this is with distraction. He's going to say, oh, shoot, I forgot the name of the place of this building. Execute destruction mode. And he goes into talking about how great the shape is. And, oh, it doesn't really have a name. Because if it did, my not knowing it would prove my brain's starting to go. So all this self-defense mechanism is kicking in. And it's showing that he's, he's really losing it. And this is my concern. With Mueller really warming things up. I mean, the batter, he's... He's 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 starting to step out of the batter's box, I think. I, I think things are really starting to warm up. And my concern is that as a defense that Trump, it's going to be, you know, someone someone in his group's gonna say, Hey, let's use this Alzheimer's as a defense and we'll spare Trump all the indignity involved with an impeachment. And I don't want that to happen. I want I want Trump to suffer. I think it's wrong for me to say that. It really, uh, somewhere deep down inside, you know that question you asked, is it wrong to, I don't know, I don't remember the question you asked, but is it wrong? Yeah, it's it's wrong. I still want it, though. I still want it. Mm. So, I just, this is what I'm worried about. The race is on. Impeachment, oh, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I asked. I was asking if it made me a bad person if when I saw that picture of Tommy Lauren stuffing a gun down her pants, if the first thought I had was, I sure hope that gun goes off. Oh, that, yes. 
so my, 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 my deep dark thoughts that go to dark places are I want the race between Trump's Alzheimer's and Mueller's indictment. I want Mueller's indictment to win. I really want it to win. I do. I just, I just, uh, you know, that's my hope. You know, right now it looks like, you know, Trump's just took it, took the lead. <laughs> ah, it's wrong for me to laugh at that. It really is. But it feels, ah. Uh, it's anyway. okay. Anyway, I, no, I mean, because Michelle, if there's one thing children want to hear about, it's the economy and the military. I mean, I remember I was obsessed with the military as a child, you know, and, and the economy. Yep. No, I, I'm just fooling. I, I was obsessed with dinosaurs and mm-hmm. other normal shit for children that age. You simp! Was he crowing about the military? I'm not the military. The economy? Because yes. I didn't hear that. Because yes, he because was the economy's about... real. I mean, if you looked at the stock the economy market... <laughs> is going down the shitter. The economy, I know. it's about it's about to collapse. And you know, yeah, that's my and, point. And did you notice that Ch- China is is targeting tariffs to, to, against Trump country, against soybeans awesome. and pork? And you know what? I say, let those fuckers suffer. Let them suffer as we have suffered. They inflicted this man. Person. I'm you not mean. What I'm, they, I, I'm being facetious. You oh, keep going. You keep they, going. You they keep inflicted this. Person. Trump is a boil on the ass of humanity. They afflicted us with this boil on our collective ass. I don't feel bad for them. In fact, I say, let them suffer more. Let them suffer more. So they understand. It is is something. So they understand. Your vote to basically say, fuck you liberals, has consequences. Suck it. And when Democrats take over, I say we need to say... We're not bailing you out. Sorry, you made a choice. Uh, Choices have consequences. Suffer. Uh, you know that's the problem. I, I, here's where Adam. I think the the, the Democrats are gonna are going to do the uh, rising tide lift all boats action. Uh, everyone's gonna benefit. The- Sorry to tell you. Here's the thing. I just wish the Democrats would you know croach toot their own horn when they do this shit. Here's because the problem. It, the, the the go ahead. No, no, go on. Finish your thought. The, because the last time, every time we fix the shit that happens because when conservatives take over the economy, and it goes to hell, and the Democrats come in, and, and the the seventy months of you know, and and the, and the Republicans are there with their drums beating it into the american psyche that oh well it was because of what bush did and what we did and that's why everything's turning around it's not because of the democrats and the democrats don't fight back they don't and that pisses me off so much because this is the you know when when the 2016 election came around and and hit uh I, all right i'm getting distracted by this shit so let uh, uh. I, I'm the rising tide lifts all boat thing is coming at. I'm sorry to sorry to you know. Well, yes, but here's the thing: is that sale, look but. what happens. We rebuild the South after the Civil War. And what happens? They have backstabbed the country every chance they've got. It. I know. Uh-huh. I, I learn know. from history. It was a mistake to let them back in without preconditions. It was a mistake uh-huh. to say, we're going to be nice and let you back in. No, you don't have to worry about reparations or earning privileges back. We're just going to, we're going to let, and this is, this is the ultimate payback. This I, Are you, I, I, are you prepared to have history repeat itself? 
I, I think Democrat. Yes, I, I agree with you. You're probably right. <laughs> I think Democrats need to learn a lesson. And say no. You made a mistake. We're going happen. to let you suffer. <sighs> not going to happen. We can dream about it. We can fantasize about it. Sure, but it's not going to happen. Why? So you can say I'm a bad person for fantasizing about people suffering? No, I'm not, no, 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 no. I'm just saying it. The Democrats will not do what you're suggesting. Not going to happen. They're going to do the rising tide. Let's all vote. I accept that reality. I accept it too. So, so that's fine. We can fantasize about it. Yeah, sure. We'd love for them to get a little bit of Schadenfreude, but eh, I'm just you know. I mean, the, well, we okay. know that they are going to get a little bit of Schadenfreude because again, these these tariffs are they're directed against the places they know. You know, oh, they, I they did, know. Did you see the map? Of yeah. the targeted areas? It's all oh. Trump it's all Trump country. And I say, good on China. Good for you. It, it was really, really, really impressive. Good for what you, they did. China. Good uh, for after you. the break, I'd like to talk about the uh that Supreme Court vote in Wisconsin. Ah yes. Yes. Well, uh we'll we'll get to that. Yes, definitely. Uh definitely. Uh we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber. What an ass. He was grinning like an idiot the entire time. What's wrong with that guy? Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber at Indie Media Weekly Radio.
This is Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio. All the power without the tower. Hi, I'm Tim Cormall, host of The Tim Cormall Show. And I'm Joe Santorsa, co-host and head mechanic of the Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio, Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Light out, everybody. Every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature, every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Sunday, 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 come on down to Southern Progressive Revival to hear the best and worst of Southern politics once again. We've got all brand new 2016 episodes for the low, low price of 100% free and tons of extras, including guests, rants, and flustered hosts and co-hosts. Think your credit ain't good enough? We don't care. Think you don't have nothing to hear since you ain't from the South? Well, that ain't right. You reckon that Yankee pick feller's got more class than us? Well, that might be true. But let's do this. Come listen to Southern Progressive Revival live every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Come now and we'll throw in a free pine tree air freshener. Wow. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. This company's going to shoot straight to the top and stay there, like Cindy Lauper. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio. Yes, that's right. We are going to shoot straight to the top and stay there, like Cindy Lauper. Anyway, we're back. uh, John Kimmel has the weekend off, of course, for... uh, Hasslemania, I guess is what you should call it. Oh, he's going to be bad. Hasslemania. It's a hassle to me. Oh, well, that, that's probably re- one reason why he likes it. Well, you know, I, uh, yeah, I would definitely blame the guy that uh, did, did his contract. Now, yeah, what idiot, yeah, what idiot drew that one up? We're going to have to look through the paperwork and see who... <laughs> who uh, came up with that great anyway join me as always out of the great city of port st lucie florida the rogue dm dungeon master michelle lagon hello my dear hello i am here 
I just found a wonderful recipe for porg onigiri. Sounds yummy. Get out! (laughs) I've been good about not not mentioning pores. You don't have to, you know, just because you hate poor. Never mind. Wait a minute. No, they look delicious. Wait a minute. You don't make onigiri out of birds. Those are rice balls. Well, you just Mm. add some to it. Hey. (sighs) (laughs) I like rice balls. And also joining me out of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the GM Galaxy Master, Miles Ligon. Yes, hello. Sitting here enjoying some nice Monterey Jack cheese with jalapeno peppers in them. <laughs> anyway. So. When last we met, uh, uh, <laughs> There's 13 other recipes you could look at too. Yay. I. I'm gonna. Uh, <laughs> I'm. I'm gonna have to have your contract rewritten. Uh oh. All right. Let, let's get through this. It's a short clip. Uh, we're, we'll still classify this as the greatest American zero because we all know th- this GOP consultant is about to say what we all know, and that's that Trump doesn't want to be told no. He wants to surround <laughs> himself <laughs> by, with yes men who will just say, "That's a great idea, Mr. President. Can I wash your balls for you too?" Um, that, and that's it. And that's why I, I will tell you this: I think John Kelly is going to be done by the end of April. That soon, huh? I, I yeah, he's you know, the one pushing back, from what I hear, a little bit. Yeah, and and Trump does not like it. Anyway, yeah. uh, here's here. This is actually a great analogy. This is a yeah. So this GOP consultant is going to point out that Trump wants to surround himself with comfort goats. This is a president who does not want adults in the room. If you look at him like a racehorse, where you have a jockey, you have a trainer, you have professionals, you also have a goat in the stable with the racehorse for the sole purpose of keeping them calm. They're called comfort goats. His chief comfort goat, Hope Hicks, is gone. I think Corey Lewandowski is a comfort goat who he's trying to bring back in. These are people who will not say no. These are people who will not tell the president the truth, and he doesn't want the truth. He doesn't want advisors. He doesn't trainers he doesn't want jockeys he only wants comfort goats and that's what we're going (laughs) wow i I think that's a great analogy guys he just yeah you know he does require yes man that's for sure he just wants to michelle he just wants to be surrounded by people who are going to tell him how great he is of course he's still a spoiled child that's all he wants to hear yes he, again, he wants to substitute because his parents hated him so much that they shipped him off to boarding school as soon as he was old enough. My parents didn't do that to me. My parents actually loved me. Ostensibly. <laughs> um, so, he, yeah. So here's Trump not getting any more support from Yes Men or... No, that's not what, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about he's getting pushback from Kelly on certain things? Yes. Okay. 
And we, like I said, we, we know he does not like that. No, that's very true. Very true. You know, and so I, like I said, I, I think Kelly is out by the end of April, if not sooner, definitely by the end of April. Well, we'll shall see. All right, I am uh, looking forward to it. Let's get to this real quick before we get to the big win in Wisconsin. Sean Hannity. <sighs> I, uh, guys, he is losing his fucking mind. It is, it, are we talking about the, the Kimmel Twitter war? No, but that's great, too. I don't have any audio for okay, that, Okay, proceed. But uh, here he is warning about civil war if Bob Mueller goes after Trump. Ooh, scary, scary. I'm sure Mueller is going... Holy oh, shit, fuck, bald. <laughs> no, Sean. Don't do it. Don't get mad. All right, here, here he is. I hope you're right. I, I really do. I mean, Listen, uh, if we... Like it, said, we're headed towards a... I'm going to tell you something. This country's headed towards a civil war in terms of two sides that are just hating each other. And if Robert Mueller wants, there's a big red button in the middle of the table. And if Robert Mueller is so pompous and so arrogant and so power hungry and so corrupt that he's going to hit the red button and he's going to ignite a battle that we've not seen in this country before. You think it's, you know, and I'm not talking about a war. I'm talking about in terms of there's going to be two sides of this that are fighting and dividing this country at a level we've never seen. And you're going to basically have two sides in America, those that stand for truth and those that, that literally buy into the corrupt deep state, you know, attacks against a, a duly elected president. And that's what it's going to be. I'm not talking about violence. I'm talking about everybody hating each other. You're not going to be able to have a family dinner without mashed potatoes being thrown across the room. And rightfully so. I'm sorry, but if you voted for Schittler, you just, the least, the smallest thing you could do is throw mashed potatoes at someone. That's the nicest thing that should happen to that person. Because well, the yeah. <laughs> I know what you're saying. Uh, I just, uh... <laughs> Can you, can you imagine being Michelle? Can you imagine having to have Christmas dinner with Sean Hannity? Uh, kinda, because my parents are right wing nutbags. So hey. Oh yeah, I forgot <laughs> about that. I'm sorry. I I mean it's I have okay, to deal with just, it too. Just keep digging I'm, that spoon into those open wounds, Adam. I don't care. I, I said I was sorry. <laughs> But I mean, seriously, there's gonna be another. There's gonna be a civil war. Guess what? And this is the every time these conservatives threaten that, uh, like over guns. Yeah, if you take our guns, it's gonna be the civil war part two. We beat your inbred inbred asses once. We will do it again. And this time, when we burn your shitholes down, we're not gonna rebuild you. So think very carefully before you shoot off your big mouth, Sean Hannity. Because I've I've been working seven days in a row, eight hour day shit, eight hour shift days, and I do not have the patience for your shit. I 
would like that to be, but I'm just saying. Uh, I mean, you keep bringing up that we're not going to rebuild their stuff, but you know what? I, I look. If, if they if they pick another, if they start another civil war, no, we should not rebuild their shit. Let oh, them rebuild we're not their shit. Civil. Oh yeah. Oh, we're you don't think so? You don't think they're going to do something stupid when they lose in 2021? You really don't think so? They think the they world did, didn't. Okay. They think did the, the world, world was... fall apart when when a black man became president? Their world did. Did they start a civil war? Oh, you know they wanted to, Miles. Come on, no one. Th- Thank here's you. the thing. Here, here's the problem: is that they are a bunch of cowards on the right. Agreed. They desperately. That's want... why they won't do a civil war. Well, maybe what we need is a good old-fashioned calling. Oh, don't! Did I just? <laughs> nah. did I... Now nah, you're going dark. <laughs> concentration camps? I think that would work. I didn't say about concentration camps. What do, you, what do you mean by culling? Thin the herd. Uh-huh. We don't do that in concentration camps, by the way. Liberal concentration camps would be kinder and gentler. <laughs> you, just, you just have to harsh my anger buzz. What? No, I'm agreeing with you. Not really, but yeah, I, I know it's my sarcasm. I'm sorry. Proceed. All right. So, uh, was it Tuesday? I was. Yes, I was. Tuesday I was, was election day. I was sleeping, recovering from another Tuesday. from six days in a row. How do you do wow. it, Miles? How do you do it? How do I sleep six days in a row, or how do I... No, i recovering from six days of work in a row. Oh, that. Um, I lay down on the bed, and when I, I, I feel a warm hand gently rubbing on my back, it it works wonders. You aren't telling I don't, me... I, I'm, you aren't telling me I what? should get married, are you? <laughs> no! No, I'm sure you can hire somebody. But anyway, uh, so Tuesday... Yes. You were sleeping and you missed what the election? Well, we're talking about Wisconsin. Yes, I know what happened. I'm just saying I slept through it. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, it's a pretty big fucking deal, and I can tell you this: the Wisconsin I GOP know. is in panic mode. I know. Did you see um, what's his name, Walker? <laughs> Walker, like a blue wave is who coming. Always- who always looks like he just got surprise slapped with a trout. Yes. I agree with that assessment of his of his of the look on his face. Just like you did what? <laughs> yeah. He, he, he. Oh man. And and it wasn't a close one. They were trounced. It was like oh, yeah. 57 43 or something because... like that. Because the average person in Wisconsin realizes Wisconsin has been reduced to a shithole under Walker. I it's can a tell double you digit lead. I mean, it was like wow. Oh yeah, and if we if we win the governorship this year and take back the house, I guarantee you his precious, you know what was what was it SB eleven? What was it that uh, killed unions in Wisconsin? I guarantee you oh, that I- that goes bye bye. 
I don't I don't follow it that closely, but yeah, honestly, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, honestly, but. I think Democrats Wisconsin should be running on that. They should be running on that. Out, you know, don't don't hide it. Say if we if you give us the governor's mansion and the legislature, we will overturn this bill. And this is why I'd like I'd like very simply for the the, the Democrats of Wisconsin to run on this. You put us in office, we'll do what what uh, Minnesota's doing. Because that neighboring state is kicking ass. Oh yes, it is absolutely owning it. And 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 how you know the, Wisconsinites have friends. You know, there's people on the other side of the border, and they hear the news. They're like, "Yeah, everything's great. It's going wonderful." Blah 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 blah. And Wisconsin's you know circling the drain. <laughs> so you just the Democrats just run on see what they got over there on the other side of that fence. We're gonna bring that over here. And yeah, the Republicans got nothing. What are they? What are they going to challenge it with? We're going to do more of the same. Yeah, yeah, reelect us. <laughs> Watch how that message flies like a brick. Yes, yes, but uh, no, this is great news. Um, it shows that when we turn out, we win because, as I said before, there are more of us than there are of them. True. And so Democrats, you know, to all you people who might who are thinking, oh, I'm going to sit out, my vote doesn't count, blah, 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 blah. I didn't get I didn't get the candidate I wanted in the primary. So I'm going to I'm going to get Trump elected. Wah. Pay heed. Look to Wisconsin. Mm. Yeah, I know. It's awesome. Did you see the map of all the counties that were red in 2016's Trump election and they're now blue? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so much fun to look at. So much fun to look at. And he wants to mm. brag about a 50% approval rating in Rasmussen, which always skews Republican by like five points minimum. Like okay. Ra- Rasmussen always tilts Republican by like five points out of the out of the average for other polls. Yeah. So yes, okay. you know, and that and no one correct these people. Let them think they've got it in the bag because Absolutely. I, I want all those precious Republican tears. I want those conservative tears of impotent rage because those are so valuable on eBay. <laughs> I, I agree. I want them overconfident. I want them to think, oh, look, the country, the economy is doing great. Look at the stock market. Oh, don't look at the stock market. I mean, or I think unemployment nation, nationwide is at, what, 4% now? So that's still that's still lingering effects from the Obama economy, I mean, honestly. So, but, the, you know, just let that uh, tax cut kick in. Uh, once that money starts funneling up to the top and there's no more money in the economy to keep those jobs and the jobs, oh, I I can't tell you how much I want, I'm looking forward to this moment, right? The moment I'm looking forward to is between now and the election, there's going to be a Friday where the jobs report comes out and for the first time since 70, 80 months, it's in the, neg- it's in the negatives. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, here's the thing is that the, the yes, yes, evil laughter. Good, good. Here's here's the best metaphor for the economy. It's a Jenga tower. 
And if you take all the Jenga blocks from the bottom and put them on top, sooner or later, no matter how lucky you get, no matter how long you're able to keep that tower from falling, it's going to fall. Yeah, they want to make a reverse pyramid. They want all the stuff up at the top and just a teeny little bit at the bottom. They they what they want is, is what Mr. Potter in in uh It's a Wonderful Life wants. It's a Wonderful Life. You know, they want a quote unquote thrifty working class because if you have money in the bank, you're not desperate to take any shit job Mr. Potter offers you. Yep. So, Mr. Pot, you know, if you have, if you know, you have an okay job and a nice four hundred one k, and you got health insurance, and Mr. Potter needs needs a pooper scooper for F- Mr. Fluffykins, you're gonna say, "Fuck no." But if you're desperate yeah. because your four hundred one k is shitty and you don't, and you have a job that doesn't have, you know, you have a j- minimum wage job, well, suddenly a buck more than minimum wage to scoop after Mr. Fluffykins, Michelle. Is actually pretty appealing. Yeah, the way I'd like to uh, liken to it is: remember, uh, back in the day, they had the company stores, where you work for a mining company or you work for some big, you yeah. know, corporation or something, where they controlled your rent, they controlled your what you could purchase, your life, and they gave you company script to buy mm-hmm. that. They kept you needing to work more and more to stay alive. That's what they want now, and they're doing the same thing with payday lenders, with credit cards, with people not being able to afford rent or to buy their own homes anymore, and rent prices keep going up, but they keep the wages stagnant. That's what they want. That's why they fight schools, keep you uneducated, keep you desperate for those jobs. That is where, where what that is their bread and butter. That is what they want, and they are working really hard to reduce us back to a surf class. Well, and Randy Rhodes talks about that all the time. Well, I've been talking about that for years. I don't listen to Randy Rhodes, so... I love Randy Rhodes. I do not care for her, but that's all right. That's just my opinion. It's okay. She has some great liberal ideas. She's a great progressive, but I just can't listen to her. Yeah, Fair enough. We're going to have to revisit that contract issue. No, I'm just playing. We're, we're allowed to disagree on. That's we're allowed when you're going to gonna lose, Adam. We're allowed to disagree on this program, but no, I, I, you know, I was going to laugh and you know enjoy the Sean Freida, but did anyone see um, or hear about what Bernie Sanders said on the anniversary of Martin Luther King's uh, assassination? No, he called President Obama an intellectual lightweight. And that's just sad. Did he now? That's just sad. Why would you talk about Martin Luther King and bring up Obama? Well, because President Obama was arguably a part of Martin Luther King's legacy. America judged a man judged a man based on the content of his character, not the color of his skin. Except for the racist teabaggers. Let me see. Mm. I'm not seeing it. Uh, let's see here. Salon.com. Okay. 
Oh, go fuck yourself, Salon. We've noticed you're using... Yes, I'm using an ad blocker. Assholes. It's my right to control what I see in my computer. Yeah, I know, but they're try just trying to make a living by, you know, propagandizing your brain to for their products. <laughs> they're wasting their pro time on my brain. Okay. Uh, so Sanders said, quote, he was, he was obviously an extraordinary candidate, brilliant guy, but behind that reality, over the last 10 years, Democrats have lost about 1,000 seats in state legislatures all across the country. Let's see here. Uh, I know he, uh, he, he called, he basically said something like he's an empty suit. Well, well, oh, now, oh, I see. that's not a quote. You just said basically, so you're not quoting. Uh, people sometimes don't see that the, because there was an... Oh, the business model, if you like, of the Democratic Party for the last 15 years or so has been a failure. People sometimes don't see that because there was a charismatic individual named Barack Obama who won the presidency in 2008-2012. Go to hell, Bernie. Go to hell. You lost the primary. And it's time for someone to shove a, a sweat sock in your mouth. Okay. You know, I just what 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 did what did Bernie? Uh, oh well, uh, and Bakari Sellers is saying that's you know, his him basically blowing off Obama and dismissing him. Bernie twenty twenty died. Nope. No, that's not what he did. Uh, that is what he did. No, he did not. He was saying the people were distracted by Obama being in office in, you know, 2009. I just heard, I just, that's right, right from what you just said. No, what he said. And Bernie is spot on about us not having, dem and all. really, we don't have control of the House. We don't have control of the Senate. We've because got it's gerrymandered. Nothing. The House is gerrymandered. The Senate's rigged, too. I can tell you this. Just watch if they if they, if we take back the Senate, they will invoke the nuclear option for uh, legislation, and they will regret uh, it almost immediately. It back. But back to the discussion about Bernie, he's not wrong about us not having control for the last fifteen years. the 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 right wing has been in charge, or at least been able to obstruct us enough where we can't get anything done. That doesn't excuse him insulting President Obama. He didn't. It, reread that part again, please. Yes, sir. Thank you. Scrolling, scrolling. The business model, if you like, of the Democratic Party for the last 15 years or so has been a failure. People sometimes don't see that, in other words, that it's a failure, because there was a charismatic individual named Barack Obama. Okay, stop. So... I did stop. About, I don't need to be told to stop. Thank you. Thank you. This, I just want to point out, he's talking about the Democratic strategy. Yes, we got a black president elected, and hooray, that's wonderful, and we focused on that, you know, all's, all's flowers and, and, and candy and, and, and honey rivers, but he's not wrong that the, 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 the strategy failed. We could have had pr real... Um, Populist movement stuff. We did get Obamacare passed. I mean, the ACA, but the the political cost was so high. But as far as it wasn't a shot at Obama. That's I, not. I disagree. 
it's a shot at the at, at the Republican at the Democratic strategy. He just said, he's just saying Obama being elected distracted us from continuing to press forward with things. We thought, hooray, we got a we got a real guy in the office now to do whatever, and we stopped we stopped chasing the prize. We got lax. Or have you not noticed the lack of voter turnout in 2012? It got lower than it was in 2008, and then it got even lower in 2016. And boop, surprise, Republicans are in charge. This was not a shot at Obama. This is a shot at Democratic strategy. You can't and I agree tell with me it. that's not just a little patronizing towards President Obama. Reducing him to just it's, a, quote, charismatic individual. Like there was nothing else. He is else a charismatic to, individual. But like there's nothing else about him. Come well, on. All right. Let's look at the results. Look at the results. He's talking about results. What results did Bernie get? Now you're doing a what about argument. Let's let's not get into this. Can we just, you know, it's it's over with. Let's look forward, please. I don't right. want this to start into a fight. All right. We'll be right back after this with some wonderful audio displaying typical conservative arrogance. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber. That's the end of Act One. Intermission time. Go get some snacks. Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber at Indie Media Weekly Radio. And now, on with the show. Attention, people of Earth. Attention, people of Earth. Do not be alarmed. Stand by for an important message. Stand by for an important message. And now, Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Oh, please let it be fantastic. Of course. Yes, yes, yes. It's rather good, isn't it? Hey, I'm just enjoying the show. Inconceivable! I can't take it anymore! There's no need for that attitude. Don't make me go to the larder and unseal a tin of whoop-ass. We came, we saw, we kicked it ass. How freaking cool is that shit? Great Scott! I reject your reality and substitute my own. Nice, right? I learned that one from you, guy. Bang it out. <laughs> we are going live. Yeah. Feel free to hang around for a while. Oh, God, this makes me happy. And we're back. Hello. Uh, uh, joining me, as always, out of the great city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the rogue DM dungeon master, Michelle Lagan. I think she's muted. Uh-oh. Oops. I just unmuted and muted. Techno bumpers are a success. We were dancing at the break. Yay! And also joining me out of Port St. Lucie, Florida, Miles Lagan. Yes, hello, and I'm enjoying some nice of these sriracha cashews from Nature Box that Stephanie uh, promotes a lot. You hear that, Nature Box? We'll promote you, too. Oh, it's, uh, it's just got to get us a little coin. Yeah! 
I'm still wondering if maybe mm. if once maybe if we go to a full nerd talk format, if maybe uh, one day we'll, we could find ourselves hired by Geek and Sundry. <laughs> oh. Is that would, what you dream about at night? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> that, that that would drive John away. You know his his hatred of oh. Felicia Day. She's so. no longer involved. He has no reason to not want to work for Geek and Sundry. Yeah, but what about Billy yeah. Piper? What does she have to do with, with Geek and Sundry? Nothing. I'm just bringing the name up for shits and giggles. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's my dream. Please don't crush it. I'm not crushing it. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm just, cool dream. I'm just, I'm just warning you, that's all. Shoot you for know, the stars, baby. He has this feeling that anything she touches has been tainted by her. So, Well, then he doesn't need to know. That Geek and Sundry was once run by Felicia Day. It's a completely different beast now, anyway. I mean, she started it, she sold it to Legend, Legendary something or other. She's no longer involved, so he has no reason to hate it. I, I just love how she was uh, a, part of the original uh, thing that, that got the whole Saw series together. Oh, you, you now you're just being mean. All right, anyway. <laughs> is that true? No. <laughs> but let's Don't do that. <laughs> well, I was going to rub it in John's face if oh. it was true. Let's pretend it is. <laughs> Are you suggesting, sir, that we pull an elaborate prank on John and see if we can... He won't buy it. it. How do He'll you know? He'll just go wrong. Wrong. Oh, I will predict now. He'll just yell wrong. He. he you will does... not hear him grabbing his saw DVDs and snapping them in half. No, that's not going to happen. I just I don't understand how he could not enjoy Critical Role just because Felicia Day was was once the head once was once the owner of the channel that's on. I mean that just. Throwing the baby out with the bath water and then throwing the bath out too. Well, I don't know. Alright, we gotta get through yeah, this audio right. of Hugh Hewitt being an arrogant ass. Kenny already Rock ran it. this. Kenny already ran the already ran this, but I have some thoughts too. So here we go. Cut one. Go. Stop. One of the things, Chris Christie there was talking, Scott Pruitt, and this apartment he rented uh, down in Washington. Hugh, uh, you and I have spoke via Twitter on this, and you're saying it's much ado about nothing. Why? Well, let me begin by saying Scott Pruitt is a very old friend of mine, and I've had him on my show a dozen times. And my son works at EPA, so I want to be very transparent. But I've been the designated agency ethics officer at two agencies, like uh, Professor Painter. I worked in the White House Counsel's Office as well. And the key opinion here is that of uh, Kevin Minoli. He is the permanent, he's the principal deputy uh, attorney general at EPA. He's also the designated agency ethics officer. He's a lifer. He's been there since two. Gina McCarthy, President Obama's administrator, made him the principal uh, deputy associate attorney general at EPA. And Mr. Minoli reviewed the lease and upheld it. It is not in any way, shape, or form a gift. It's much ado about nothing. I think this. Yeah, getting getting an apartment, getting a place for 
much, much less than fair market value is not a gift. Get real. You know, uh, all, all, um, all the, um, hold on, let me think about it. The lobbyists that own this place have to do to prove that there's no, you know, any shenanigans is sell every room they have at $50 a night to anyone that asks for it. Yeah, that's all you got to do just to show if this is on the up and up. <laughs> like how, like that's going to happen. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, oh, Sean Hannity is not going to like this. I'll get to the audio oh. in a second. I This just caught my eye. I was reading something. Uh, Rachel Matt, I don't know if this phrasing is deliberate, but uh, Rachel Maddow tops Sean Hannity in March. Yep. Oh, that I thought you already knew that. Whoopee! Oh, I bet you, I bet you, uh, Sean was extra that's, sulky. That's uh, that's something that Jimmy Kimmel was um, hammering in on, hammering him on, or or mocking him on, or whatever. Because because Hannity said that he's a like Kimmel was a poor man's Colbert and and he said you're a poor man's Rachel Maddow. <laughs> oh poor Hannity! Uh, <laughs> Things just aren't working out for him. <laughs> poor Hannity. All right, uh, let's get to cut to it. <laughs> It's really about policy, Stephanie, as we talked about on Twitter, and I think it's about the Vacancy Act. Specifically, people on the left are upset with Scott Pruitt over the Clean Power Plan, which he repealed, the Waters of the United States, which he repealed, the CAFE standards today, which he put up for repeal. He's executing Donald Trump's policy on, on regulatory rollback, and they want him out. They're also afraid that if for any reason Attorney General Sessions leaves the Attorney Generalship, under the Vacancy Act, Scott Pruitt is eligible for up to 210 days to serve as Attorney General, okay, and even beyond, you, depending on circumstances. There... Hmm. I hadn't heard that. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's get to cut three, because we're running short on time are ethics issues and self-dealing issues that go far beyond uh, Scott Pruitt. So let's go back to the New York Magazine cover uh, where Jonathan Chait writes, to be out for yourself is probably the single most disqualifying flaw a politician can have. Do you, Hugh Hewitt, who has a much longer history uh, around politics than I do, do you have ethics concerns with President Trump or his administration when it comes to self-dealing? Yes, always. As I said, I served as an ethics officer for two agencies, and I'm aware of Professor Painter's 180 different complaints against the agencies across the, the government. But in every case, Stephanie, it's a fact and circumstances inquiry. I think every single case against Scott Pruitt has been a nagging political attack to slow down the agenda. Okay, but then let's go broader than Scott Pruitt. We can me, go Jared Kushner. Stephanie, we can go President can Trump. You find me. Richard? Uh, find me a, 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 a hotel room for $50 a night in Washington, D.C., and tell me that's not a gift from a lobbyist. This is disgusting, and no decent ethics lawyer would sign off on that. <laughs> nice dig there, Hugh Hewitt, who sounds like a... Uh, tell me about the rabbit again, George. <laughs> I, I mean... So some guy just chimed in on that conversation and, and, and put this guy in his place? 
pretty much he was there the entire time okay. i mean you know it's just you know, you know how it works it's just basically stonewall and and filibuster yeah. and hope yeah. and hope you don't give them enough of an opening to get in and say you're full of shit hugh <laughs> I don't think that worked. <laughs> He's so full of shit. Yeah. His eyes are brown and gushing this, shit. This was cleared. This was cleared by a top guy. Our top guy cleared it. <laughs> top guy, Miles. Top guy. Uh, I don't know how much longer this guy can last. Because I mean, also the the thing came out about uh, the two. Underlings under him getting raises, one for fifty thousand. Seriously, and somebody pointed out that that he had to sign off on it. You can't do that without the secretary's signature or something, right? Or... Well, and let me tell you <laughs> so this: follow the paper trail. As I've mentioned repeatedly on this program, I work for the Department of Defense. Um, I, I am a DOD NAF employee, non-appropriate funds. I work for, I do retail. Right. And, and I have strict rules about gift giving and receiving. Okay. I can't even, if a, if a customer buys something and they say, oh, you can keep the nickel. I am not allowed to keep the fucking nickel. If I do, I can get fired. If I, if I, you know, if a customer says, I want to buy you one, Jim, because you're, you are just such a swelled guy. You are a righteous dude. I can't. I cannot. I have strict rules governing how much money I can spend on a gift because my, one of, one of our managers just had a baby. I mean, like I have like three pages in our EOP. Governing. So, like, if, if if friends were to give you a gift, is there a limit? Friends, no. But I can't. Oh, okay. Like, I can't get. I can't spend more. Like, I can't get a nice baby blanket for for the manager who just had a baby. If if it's more than like twenty dollars. Right. Yeah, I've heard you about know, that twenty dollar limit. You know. Um. And he and and Hugh Hugh expects us to believe that fifty dollars a night. In Washington, fucking D.C., where remember when I was up for that promotion, and I looked and I did the math. I was like, "Oh shit, I'm gonna spend more on rent than I am gonna make making, you know, work, than I'm gonna earn." Okay, there is no it, it, it should he Scott Pruitt should be paying fair market value, but because he is owned by corporate interests. And again, I think the reason why Trump keeps him around is he pisses off liberals. Remember that the Trump presidency is all about fuck your feelings, libtard. That's what this is about. The reason why they voted for Trump is it pissed people off. It's the troll presidency. It's the troll presidency. And Scott Pruitt is the troll secretary of the of the EPA. And who is there to basically dismantle it. He's basically there to throw a, a monkey wrench in the works and hope that by the time a Democrat is in charge again, the machine is too far gone to save. Yeah, I can see that strategy. I just don't know that Pruitt can hang on much How much I mean, my God, the attention on him is insane. The hotel thing, didn't he do flights? Didn't he, isn't he also one of the ones that did flights? He asked for a bulletproof vehicle. 
No one's gonna shoot him. Is that isn't he the one also asked for bulletproof desk? Well, I mean, here's the thing: is that maybe if he weren't such an asshole, he wouldn't have to worry about people wanting to shoot him. <laughs> well, I'm there, sorry, there is I'm, that. But my point is, I'm there's just so honest. much coming out on this guy. You know, I'm being brutally honest. The guy is basically destroying our our country. He's putting poison in the water. He's allowing poison to go in the water, and he wonders why people don't like him. It's like remember that when I talked about how Trump is like the bully who who doesn't understand why the nerds hate him, even though even though he goes to all the trouble of you know dumping their books, giving them swirlies, and putting them in double jock locks. You remember that one, right? Sure. So, all right, we got to get to this audio because Kenny is going to be pounding on the door. We got to do script tease next segment. I am so excited for this. It's either going to be hysterically funny or just sad and pathetic. (laughs) (laughs) Or both. It could be both. Pathetically sad. Only one way to find or out, his, and that's the... Pathetically, sadly, hysterical. Yes, okay. there's only one okay. way to find out, and that's to listen to me make a total jackass out of myself. Here's cut four. <laughs> if that had happened in the Bush administration, I would have shut it down in a minute. $50 a night to get a room in Washington, D.C. You know, we all know, that that is a violation of the gift rules, and no ethics lawyer could cover that up. It's just flat-out wrong. And you know it. Uh, well, I would say that, uh, Mr. Painter, I don't know Mr. Minoli, and I don't know you, but I wouldn't slander a career professional who's been there for 18 I years. I will. And no was career professional would ever sign off on that. Jeez. $50 <laughs> a night in Washington, D.C. did. Give me a break. So you're That's manifestly a wrong. But, but Get by me all that means, $180 a night. against the administration. By I know 180 complaints. Him. Okay, Get you know, me then I ask you. for $50 a night in Washington. Hugh Hugh. Right, you know what? Let's let's have some fun real quick. I'm gonna play cut five, and while we do, I'm gonna Google hotel rates in Washington D.C. Rocket, you turkey! All right, here we go. This one's gonna be a little long. I got about a, a minute thirty, so here we go. Is a gift? How much do you think? How much do you think hotel rooms cost in Washington? I, I, all I'm telling you is it was reviewed by the career lob, the, the career deputy senior associate general and the ethics official at the agency, for whom I have no knowledge but great deal of respect. Mr. Painter doesn't. He's entitled to pass judgment on whomever he wants, but there's a reason he's in Minnesota, not in Washington, D.C., and that reason goes back to whether or not you have due regard for other professionals' work. I do. I have heard Excuse only good things me, about Mr. I am Minoli. fed up with people being attacked in Minnesota sure you are. in my state. We elect people in Washington, D.C. We are sick and tired of K Street lobbyists who look down on us in Minnesota and say, well, this is the reason you're in Minnesota. Instead of raking in money in Washington, D.C. on K Street and leasing out a room for $50 a night to the EPA administrator. This is corruption. This is why the people of Minnesota and every other state here in flyover country, where you want to look down at us, we are going to vote these people out. It's disgusting what you just said about people in Minnesota. That somehow, boom! Right, I'm, I'm, yeah, and, and, and here's the thing, is that, you know how they always accuse Democrats of having a disdain for flyover country? Oh, you elitist Democrats, you don't like us, you think we're stupid. That is the, 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 the bullshit they accuse us of, Hugh Hewitt just put on display in spades. 
Yeah. He's basically saying, I'm yeah. smarter than you. That's why I'm in Washington, D.C. <laughs> I'm smarter than you. Now I'm going to go. I'm sorry. Imagine if Obama had a secretary in his uh, a cabinet doing it, this. It would be an you impeachable think the Republicans would have, would have, wouldn't have just immediately like brought the guy up on impeachment? Uh, yeah, it would have been. An, it, Barack Obama would have been impeached. I guarantee you. Well, again, I mean, the secretary would have been impeached. I don't that think Obama too, but I think Obama. Obama oh, it. come on! You know they were itching for an excuse. They for would try, but I honestly don't think that they they could. All right. Seriously, if we but could the, get Trump on this guy and impeach him, we would. But no. Anyway, the point I wanted to make with that is that everything they accuse us of, they do. It's classic projection. Yeah. They accuse Agreed. us Democratic elites, like I'm an elite. <laughs> Mr. Nine, Mr. Nine seventy three an hour at the local PX. <laughs> I'm an elite, according to you, Hewitt. But he's like, I'm smarter than you. That's why I'm in DC and you're in Minnesota. <laughs> now I'm gonna, now I'm gonna go get George. To tell me about the rabbits again. I love hearing mm. about the rabbits. I, I mean, what a prick! And what, why does M? This guy is this guy on CNN's payroll. Or no, he's on MSNBC. He's on MSNBC's payroll. Your li- your liberal network. What an ass! Huh? I mean, I should be taking notes. This guy is offering a. This guy is a masterclass in being an asshole. I'm slacking off, Michelle. Nah, you're not. You're doing good. <laughs> That's not what you're supposed to say. Oh, I'm sorry. No, Adam, you're not an asshole. You're not slacking. I'm just playing with you. I don't care. Okay. I, I, I'm confused. I'm confused. I Always Welcome agree up. with Adam. Right, buddy? No. I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> He's the boss. He signs oh, the paycheck. We love you, Adam. Oh, yeah. I signed that big paycheck. Yeah, where's that Soros money? Are uh, we supposed to be getting some of that? I don't know. I mean, I keep emailing him. I'm like, boss, where's my fucking check? You, know, If you don't pay me this week, I swear to God, Limbaugh has new water boy. All right. Uh, so for the grand results of my experiment, uh, the, okay, hold on. The lowest price in Washington, D.C. is... Drum roll, please. Uh, fifty-three dollars. For a hotel room? Uh, let me make sure. That's a hostel. So we're looking for Ooh. a regular. T- Does that count? No, no, that doesn't count. Um, no, his hostel. his is a room in a fancy condo. Okay, hold on. Uh, then, uh, that, then, that, then the the hotel would be uh, Travelodge Silver Spring. You can be my Silver Spring uh, for seventy one dollars a night at a two star hotel. Yeah. Seventy one bucks. Yeah, and and what he was renting is a room in a really star. nice condo. So, wow, yeah. bullshit. That's not a gift. Someone needs. Uh, that's another person who needs a who needs a moldy old gym sock shoved in his mouth. 
Hugh Hewitt. I'd like to just see that this guy's receipts show us you actually even paid the $50. Actually, he was in arrears from what they were saying. That's what I'm saying. saying. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He can't even show that he paid the 50 All right. He we can't got... even show that. No. No, he can't. All right, we got to get going because, guys, Kenny's probably pounding at the doors. Let me in! And uh, we got we got a new segment to premiere next next segment. Miles, have you skimmed the the, mater- the reading materials? Yes, I skimmed it, and it reads horribly. So I will modify it. <laughs> uh, oh, are I'm... you kidding? You want me to read it verbatim? I want you to do whatever you want with it. Because verbatim, it sucks. What do you mean? It does. I mean, uh, did you read it? I read the parts relevant to me. <laughs> you, hot, did, you, you're the one that highlighted. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's supposed to be like directly from the script, huh? It's right? the it's the it's directly from the script. That is the final draft of the shooting script for Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. No. All right, Sorry. use use your use your best judgment. Okay. Okay. All right. Then uh, we'll be... Uh, shit. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber. Living proof that you don't have to be crazy to host this show, but it helps. <laughs> Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber at Indie Media Weekly Radio. Fire. 
Hi, this is Adam Hebert of Mike Check Radio and Midnight Sun. Normally, we here at Indie Media Weekly would do these station IDs, but today we have a special guest. You're listening to Indie Media Weekly, and I'm Lex Lang. That's IndieMediaWeekly.com, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Stay with me and experience the glory of Plaid Sundays, two gigantic hours of grunge running from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern, here on Indie Media Weekly. Whether it's the distorted guitars or the emotive lyricism, few can deny the lasting influence of a genre that dressed down a generation. So turn it on and get inspired. It works for me, and I know that I'm not the only one. Plaid Sundays, only on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial Radio. All the power without the tower. Ciao. Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Hi, I'm Tim Cormall, host of The Tim Cormall Show. And I'm Joe Santorsa, co-host and head mechanic of The Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio, Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. It's more like a big ball of wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio. I had a nagging feeling I forgot something before I went to go use the restroom during break. Anywho, we are back. And ready to commence nerd talk. Join me as always out of the great city of Port St. Lucie, Florida. The GM Galaxy Master, Miles Lagon. Hello. Hello, hello. Uh, and also joining us out of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the Rogue DM Dungeon Master, Michelle Lagon. That is me. And I believe he's on the call with us, the man, the legend. Mr. Kenny Pick out of Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah, you guys had such a cheery show up until this point. I don't know how you're going to top it. <laughs> I'm fine. Is there a good eye twitch sound effect? No. <laughs> Maybe. 
like the I, I'm going to see if I can find it. I think it's in Sailor Moon. Like the it, there's a sound effect associated, yeah. you know. Yes, there is. I've seen, I've heard it. Yeah, I know find it about. for oh, me and get it, Miles. You're on that. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, so. <laughs> Uh, we're good. Uh, anyway, how, how are you, Mr. Pick? How's, how's your knee doing any better? <clears throat> uh, my knee is much better. It feels about the way it did on Wednesday when it first started acting up. So I think it's subsiding. Um, uh, but I will say, oh my God, I work with fucking idiots. I, I, the, the, the weekend person texted us yesterday and said, oh, just so you know, I'm at a conference this weekend. And, of course, opening day was yesterday. <laughs> so we had a lot of business. And I said, I'll go in for a few hours to make sure things are taken care of. And, um, boy, uh, three hours, uh, of, well, evaporated because I spent an hour fixing somebody, some moron. Oh, by the way, a guy that I work with who's a Trump cultist. Uh, fixed a three hundred fucking dollar mistake that he made, and um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so right now I'm just loving people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So and, and you know and tons of other dumb little mistakes. So now I'm just like, boy, that's gonna weigh on my mind until I go back in on Monday. Yay. Anyway, but how's everybody else doing? I'm giving you oh. a hug, Kenny. There, there. Hug, hug. Pat, pat. Uh, life is good. Just saw um, Michelle just did a, a pretty good job on the Amazon. I don't think she's painted it or photographed it yet, but Ooh, she did nice. the Amazon. And and thank both of you for the zombie dice and expansions and homemade brains. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm glad you liked them. I think you'll have a lot of fun with Love that it. game. That was a real treat. I was like, wait, what's this from Miles and Michelle? Wait, what? And I was like, oh, yeah, it's the zombie dice. You should enjoy Very it. Good. It's good fun. We will. I, I showed it to Susan. She's reading through it right now. <laughs> well, that's good. Let me know what you think of it, Kenny, when you play. I'm sure I'm going to love it. Anything right. zombies and games. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. You, you, you're, yeah, you, yeah. All right. Uh, so we're going to premiere our new comedy segment here. Um, obviously the, uh, 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 and we're calling it, I, 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 if anyone has a better name for, for it than script tease, I'm open to suggestions, but I think script tease works pretty well. I like it. So yep, the, basic, the basic premise is similar to what you might see at, uh, conventions, um, where, uh, voice actors do a panel, you know, depending on the convention, it's not every convention, but. Uh, they'll do a panel called Twisted Tunes, where they will act. Mm -hmm. Well, they will read do readings of a script as various characters that they've done. So, like we we I I showed Michelle the the ECCC uh, Star Wars script reading, right, Michelle? Yes, you have. So you, yep. you, you you and you and did you laugh enough that you need to spare a new ass? No, but I did laugh, and it was enjoyable. Okay. I so, have plenty so, of ass to go around, so to, um, you know, I'd like to get rid of a spare if possible. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, so, so you 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 get what we're stepping in here. So, uh, for this first set, first time out, I I figured we'd go with something uh, fairly contemporary, and I picked out the uh, opening scene, the Thor Ragnarok, 
which was pretty good, Kenny. I, I thought that was a good opening to the movie. Sure. Um, and I will be reading at, for Thor as George Takei. And Kenny will be reading for Surtur as... Skeletor! Thank you. And Miles is going to be narrating. Apparently, he thinks like the the parts of the script that are describing what's happening. You know, they're not they're not supposed to be punchy. They're 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 you know. But he's going to try and punch those up and narrate for us. I like it. And, and I'll be supplying the pew pew sounds. Oh wait, there aren't any. <laughs> next time michelle when we get to doing i think we'll have to do uh the uh the the death star prison breakout scene then you can do the pew pews how about that <laughs> all right all right so is everyone ready for this yeah uh, uh sure Miles, all right. We're, I guess we're I'm going to kick this off. We're, we're reading from a script, not strapping you to an electric chair. Try to sound more enthusiastic. <laughs> all right. Yes, I'm fine. You're kicking this off. All right, kick, uh, kicking off the Thor Ragnarok movie. Yes. All right. There's the Marvel logo. It is smoldering and beginning to turn orange in the heat, and then we tilt up to see fire. Nothing but fire in a tight place. And then the camera pans back into someplace dark and cramped. The soft red light of fire seeps through iron slats. And inside this cage is a man bound by chains. It's Thor. His beard is long and his clothes are worn. That rough, grizzled look of a man who spent years on the road. He awakens with a jolt and looks around. Now I know what you're thinking. Oh no, Thor's in a cage. How did this happen? Well, sometimes you have to get captured just to get a straight answer out of somebody. It's a long story, but basically I'm a bit of a hero. Oh my. See, I spent some time on Earth, fought some robots, saved the planet a couple of times. Then I went searching through the cosmos for some magic, colorful infinity stone things. Didn't find any. That's when I came across a path of death and destruction, which led me all the way here into this cage, where I met you. And that's where we see that he's talking to a weird alien skeleton in chains. How much longer do you think we'll be here? There's a noise. Sounds of metal gears turning. Suddenly the bottom drops out. Thor plummets until shlink! Chains cinch and abruptly halt his descent. Thor dangles six feet off the ground. We pull back to see that he is in a cavernous space. The walls, floors, and ceilings are molten rock, which has creepy glimmers of fire within it. Stationed in the center is a volcanic rock throne, and sitting in that throne is a charred demonic skeleton. Thor, son of Odin, you boob! Thor's chain turns to reveal Surtur on his throne, 18 feet tall, flesh made of fire, and demonic spike horns on his head. Surtur, son of a bitch, you're still alive. I thought my father killed you like half a million years ago. 
I cannot die, not until I fulfill my destiny and lay waste to your home, you boob. <laughs> you know, it's funny you should mention that, because I've been having these terrible dreams of late. Asgard, up in flames, falling to ruins, and you, Surtur, are at the center of all of them. Ah, then you've seen Ragnarok, the fall of Asgard, the great prophecy, you boob. <laughs> Off screen. <laughs> hang on, hang on. And that's when you notice that chain, Thor's chain is turning very slowly. I'll be back around shortly. I really feel like we were <laughs> Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll be back around shortly. I really feel like we were connecting there. After a beat, Thor eventually rotates around to face Surtur. Okay, so, Ragnarok, tell me about that. Walk me through it. My time has come when my crown is reunited with the eternal flame. Uh, wait. <laughs> when my crown is reunited with the eternal flame, I shall be restored to my full might. I will tower over the mountains and bury my sword deep in Asgard's. Oh, hang on. Give it a second. Once again, Thor is turning very slowly. I swear I'm not even moving. It's just doing this on its own. I'm really sorry. <clears throat> okay, let me get this straight. You're going to put your crown into the eternal flame, and then you'll suddenly grow as big as a house. Now mount it, you boob! The eternal flame that Odin keeps locked away on Asgard. Surtur grins with evil glee. Odin is not on Asgard, and your absence has left the throne defenseless, you boob! That elicits a concerned look from Thor. Okay, so where is it? This crown? This is my crown, the source of my power! Why should I hold you? Oops. Yeah. Surtur points at the V-shaped horns on his head. Oh, that's a crown. I thought it was a big eyebrow. <laughs> it's a crown! <laughs> anyway, it sounds like all I have to do to stop Ragnarok is rip that thing off your head. Surtur stands up and approaches Thor, dragging his sword. But Ragnarok has already begun, you boob! You cannot stop it! I'm Asgard's doom, and so are y And so are you! All will suffer and burn! You boob. Surtur <laughs> uh, steps forward and grabs the chain above Thor's feet, holding it so he and Thor are face to face. That's intense. To be honest, seeing you grow really big and set fire to a planet would be quite the spectacle. Oh my but it looks like I'm going to have to go with option B, where I bust out of these chains, knock that tiara off your head, and stash it away in Asgard's vault. You cannot stop Ragnarok! Why fight it, you boob? Behind his back, Thor opens his hand, sending out the SOS. Because that's what heroes do. And yet nothing happens. Thor appears annoyed at himself. Wait, sorry. I didn't time that right. Pause. And now. Boom! Thor's hammer Majolnir crashes through the wall, 
Thor breaks free from his chains, grabs Mjolnir, spins, and flies a distance away. He flings Mjolnir back at Surtur, smashing the giant in the face. And knocks the crown off, and Mjolnir returns. The end. Ow, you boob! There we go. <laughs> Script tease, everybody! The opening to Thor Ragnarok. There you go. I did all I, my Thor lines with a complete straight face. <laughs> you boobs! Yeah, I, I like that. That was a nice touch. Yeah, I was going to try and... I was looking through the scripts like, where can I find a good place to get a dig in at Shatner? <laughs> mm. uh. So, there we go. I thought I thought that went pretty well. That was funny. <laughs> I liked it. There yeah, go. there was some... I, I, I had a hard time not giggling at certain points, yeah. <laughs> and, and you did punch that stuff up. But uh, like I said, all I did was copy and paste from the script. Because Disney, Disney released the script... Back in January, oh, no. as a push to to get Thor Ragnarok uh, to win Best Adapted right. Screenplay, but you so, saw what I had to work with. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I thought I thought you were saying it's like it's not that bad. I mean, but that's also stuff. I mean, those are basic directions, you know, because they're I not. Know. You know, I know so. they are. I but know. yeah, I, I think, embellished. Michelle, you were listening the entire time. What what did you think? I think it was great, you know, and, and and any Disney movie is punched up by more mention of boob. Yes. <laughs> oh, my. That's true. That's true. So there we go. <laughs> you know, uh. I'm wondering if if we're feeling adventurous enough at AWA, if we should invite one of the people we interview to do this live. Mm. I would I would recommend against that. It's their job, and asking someone to work. I don't know. I just I'd recommend. Well, yeah. I'd, I'd advise against. Fair it. enough. All right. No, I hear what you're saying, but yeah. Yeah, because like when you ask them, like like you know you did in 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 your 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 previous interviews, you know if there was ever a favorite voice they liked or anything they used to do for fun as of as as voicing, that makes it more personable to them. Asking them to do something like this is just kind of like, yeah. Fair enough. Be kind of like asking George Harrison to sing a song or, uh, uh, <laughs> you know. He's not singing That's much funky. anything any, lately. No, he's not, unfortunately. But I really like Ooh. his music. Oh, well. Ooh. Can, can we have like a, um, a betting pool? I don't know what we bet, but a betting pool for how long Laura Ingram lasts. When when she goes, I think uh, Adam's already said end of the. No, I said end of the month for. Uh, no, I think I did say end of the month. No, no, I said end of the month for John Kelly. Oh, oh, you thought you thought Laura Ingram would go even sooner. Uh yeah, I think she's gone. Her vacation think... is ending Monday. I think she yes. comes back Monday, right? So does she come back? So yeah. uh, betting pool. I don't know what we can uh, really do. We'll, we'll figure that out. But I want to talk about this. We've got a few minutes left. Um, sure. And that is that the co-founder of uh, Studio Ghibli passed away this week at age... Uh, I forget his age. I think he was... Let's see. Let's open up the... 82. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh, I have to go to age. Uh, 
Isao Takahara um, was a co-founder of Studio Ghibli, and he also directed several uh, and uh, several of them, including uh, uh, Grave Grave of the Fireflies, which is I don't want to de- describe it as depressing, but it is kind of depressing. Um, it's a profoundly uh, deep anti-war film. Uh, oh, set, cool. set. If you haven't seen it, uh, it's set um, in the period before, you know, before, during, and after America dropped uh, the atomic bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Okay. And uh, you will cry if you say you didn't cry. You're lying. I am not that hard to make cry in a movie. I, I cried when Spock died. Um. Yeah. Um, you cried last... for the porg <laughs> that Chewbacca ate? Not really, no. That was more of a laughable moment for me. He, no, he, I'm, he, I'm, I'm, I'm Michelle wouldn't kidding. let him. If he, if he cried for the porg, he probably would be sleeping <laughs> on the couch. Sweetie, shoot, they did to the porg. <laughs> <laughs> Send me the poor recipe, Michelle. Oh, there's there's a there's several of them. They were, they were actually okay. funny. They're on geek, you know. They're on the nerdists, so you know them. Nice. <laughs> now, now, before you want stir fry porg. Uh, well, yeah. there is there's there's like a porg roast, and then there's a bunch of porg cookies. There's some porg cakes, so you can have your, eight, pork pot your cake pie. and eat your porg, porg too. Pot pie, porg and beans. Alright, um, anyway, uh, Takahata's final film was, uh, The Tale of, uh, Princess Kaguya, which is an adaptation of one of the most famous stories, uh, of Japan, where, uh, a woodcutter finds a girl from the moon in a bamboo stalk. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I really recommend reading that story because it's a, it's a good one. It's a good story. I haven't seen the movie, though. I want to very badly. Anyway. Uh, girl from... How, uh... I'm just trying to figure out how you stick a girl in a bamboo stock. It, it's, it's an old very story. Very carefully. Very carefully. There we go. Um, and then, uh, this... Who, who brought this up? Um... They are working on... The BBC is working on... Oh, my eye is watering. Something fierce. Uh, it's working on a new adaptation of... H.G. Uh, Wells' The War of the Worlds. And yes. it's, it looks like it's you know accurate to the story. Um, it's going to be the first adaptation to be set in London and in the, the, in the time frame of the original story. Oh, very cool. So, um, I I'm looking. I haven't seen the the Tom Cruise one, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, and it looks like one of the writers for Wallander, which you all know, I've spoken very highly of. I love Wallander. Uh, it looks like he's right. He's writing the script. Cool. Very cool. Interesting. So that that's you know I I did see that Tom Cruise version uh, about a, two years ago for the very first time. Miles, it wasn't terrible. I'll say that okay. it wasn't terrible. Okay. Yeah, I'm a I'm a big fan of the original radio broadcast and then the movie that they made out of it. Oh yeah. Um, 
I have not seen the Tom Cruise one either, even though we do have it in our collection. We do? What? Oh, yeah, we okay. just never watched it. <laughs> we bought oh. it. It's like in a bargain bin and just never watched it. Oh, okay. Sounds good, though, Adam. Yeah, I mean, I'm. Ex- this looks like a great project. I am completely on board. Great. And let's see any anything any other uh, nerd stuff before we go out before we break and come back to do our deep dive into Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Um, I uh, just like to mention I've been watching. Oh, go ahead. Uh, uh, I was just saying, uh, no, uh-uh, nothing yet. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, <laughs> uh, on YouTube, I've I'm I've been following a little bit about uh, they've the, this alternate. This uh, artificial intelligence that uh, I think it's from Google, and it's called the uh, Alpha Zero, and they played it against uh, the, the the I think one of the top leading uh, computer uh, chess computers called uh, Stockfish, for whatever reason, and it smoked it. <laughs> the artificial intelligence smoked it. Oh man, is it amazing! I watched some of the games, and it's really cool to watch how an artificial intelligence owns this this other computer. And now there's another one coming out, which they're they're working on. So we'll see what happens. Not a lot, just just a, just a little something. All right, and finally, before we break, uh, it looks like Lee Pace will be reprising his role of Ronan, the Accuser, for uh, Captain Marvel. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, I was gonna. Uh, that's cool. Yeah, so because. Uh, Obviously, that was in the '90s, right? Yes. And, so and the I same will... guy that did it back in the '90s is doing it again. No, no the the guy who did Ronan the Accuser was in Guardians, Guardians. of the Galaxy, and there. <sighs> oh. Okay. So, uh, we'll see what happens. So this is kind of you know this is before he went like complete total psycho and decided committing genocide is a good idea. Uh. Okay. So. All right. So yeah, we're he gonna... was the, the big. Yeah, he, Miles. He was the big bad guy in, in in Guardians of the Galaxy at the beginning. So. Dance yeah. off. The guy <laughs> that, that got wiped out with the purple haze. Yes. The purple gem. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's him. Kenny's never gonna let so the dance off go. So never. somebody scraped the dust together and rejuvenated him or something. No. Guardians of the Galaxy takes place like in the 2000s. Captain Marvel takes place in the 90s. Yeah, oh, it's, got it. it's, okay. it's back in time. Yeah. It's, a, it's a prequel. Got it. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> yes. All right. All right. Are we all on Timeline. the same page now? Well, I thought it was kind of clear. Apparently, I was wrong. Yeah. All right. Are we all on the same page? Agreed. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Because we're going to break as soon as I can find the. Uh, there we go. We'll be right back after this. Yeah. Yes. Yes. All right. We'll be right back after this. Talk about Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Because when when the cat's away, the nerdy mice can play. We'll be right back after this. 
You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. I won't argue that it was a no-holds-barred, adrenaline-fueled thrill ride, but there's no way you could perpetrate that amount of carnage and mayhem and not incur a considerable amount of paperwork. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio. Attention, people of Earth. Attention, people of Earth. Do not be alarmed. Stand by for an important message. Stand by for an important message. And now, Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Oh, please let it be fantastic. Of course. Yes, yes, yes. It's rather good, isn't it? Hey, I'm just enjoying the show. Inconceivable. I can't take it anymore. There's no need for that attitude. Don't make me go to the larder and unseal a tin of whoop ass. We came, we saw, we kicked it ass. How freaking cool is that shit? Right. I reject your reality and substitute my own. Nice, right? I learned that one from you, guy. Bang it out. <laughs> we are going live. Yeah. Feel free to hang around for a while. Oh, God, this makes me happy. And we are back for the final hour here on Mike Check Radio. Joining me as always are the great city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the uh, GM Galaxy Master of uh, Mike Check Radio, Miles Lagan. Hello! What was that? It was a hello, but a higher pitch. Okay. You're welcome. Fair enough. Also joining us are uh, Port St. Lucie, Florida, uh, the Rogue DM, or dungeon master michelle Lagon. that is me i am here very good very good very good and also joining us out of the great 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 city of uh what's it clevesburg ohio mr kenny pick it's cleveland you boob <laughs> cleveland <laughs> you boob okay there we go i got it right this time all right, so, so since uh, John is out enjoying uh, WrestleMania, and by the way, let, let's go back for a second because Kenny, sure. I've got I've got a burning question. Yeah, which idiot signed off on that contract? Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. Because it signed Adam D. Hebert. <laughs> mm. <laughs> okay, so I'm the idiot who signed off on John's contract. <laughs> we are in agreement. Uh, all right. Anywho, uh, so since John's out enjoying uh, WrestleMania uh, as his contract uh, generously allows, I figured today 
was a this week was a good week to do our deep dive uh, uh, into uh, Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Well, that and uh, uh, the it got released on Blu-ray DVD. Uh, what about about two weeks ago? So uh, yeah, I've I've had a chance to rewatch it, and Miles and Michelle, I believe you've re- you've rewatched it about two hours ago. Well, yeah. now four. Yeah, uh, that explains more. that explains why Michelle's hating on pork so much. It's still fresh in her mind. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think we should have fed the porgs to the crystalline boxes. That would have made them happy. Where are we on that eye twitch sound effect? What? Mm. I'm not. What? I don't even know where to look for that. What? Maybe. Maybe. Um. Oh, but we'd have to watch more. Uh, Full Metal Alchemist. That might have it. Forum. All right. Uh, anyway, I'm just playing. I'm just playing, Michelle. I okay. kid. I kid. Uh, so, all right. So, first of all, having rewatched it, I still do agree with the general consensus that the space chase was a bit overdone. You, you could have shaved that a bit. And been okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and the physics sucked. Well, I'm not a physicist, so we're not getting into physics. Okay. <laughs> um, but for other than the space chase, everything you see shot is significant in some way. Uh, Ryan Johnson clearly came into this with an idea, knowing exactly what he wanted to tell people. And he did a pretty damn good job doing so. Um, I, I don't. I think that the the hyper fans. I mean, this it's the it's the nature of the beast. Fans are going to find something to complain about because that's what fans do. Well, you know, can't please everybody, but yeah. I, overall, I enjoyed the movie. I can see how the space chase, you kind of like, really? That's what we're going to do with the whole movie, you know? But uh, my my one thing that I think about that is a flaw to me. Here you have um, people that know they're going to die. For example, Vice Admiral Holdo. Can we talk spoilers? Yes, this is a spoiler, a spoilery Spoiler full thing, good. Yes. So... Vice Admiral Holo um, sees the rebellion dying in trouble, and that her attempt to lead the Empire away so that they can escape failed. And she promptly takes the ship around and wave motion guns it right into the big dreadnought, into Snoke's ship. Now, if you know you're going to die anyway, why didn't the why didn't the medical frigate and the CR ninety that died shortly after that do the same thing? Just pull those little ships around. They're much smaller. They could have turned turned Reno and the guys like you know what? If I'm going out, I'm taking you with me. You know that's the problem when you have because <sighs> that kind of a thing. 
I can. I have an answer for this. I think, and we'll let Kenny and Michelle. Don't tell me it's because they were out of fuel. No. Oh, okay. Holdo turned the ship around and, and rammed it into Snoke's ship because they'd been spotted. They'd been, you know, the 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 first order, you know, decloaked the, the shuttles, and they were being met. Right. They were being butchered. Right. She was always planning on sacrificing herself to keep to keep piloting the ship. So that they, the whole point was, they weren't supposed to be spotted. Right. She wasn't always going to ram the ship. She was always just going to keep piling until it ran out of fuel so that they would keep chasing her while the shuttles slipped under the radar and onto crate. I'm not talking about her. Then what are you You're talking the captain about? You're the captains of the medical frigate and the CR-90. Because that wasn't part of the plan. It was an improvised thing that Holdo did in the heat of the moment. You have a weapon. And you can take out Snoke's ship. And you don't. You've got three ships. Oh, my God. Kenny, help me out here. I... uh... Help with what? Because I, <laughs> I, 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 I have not I'm recently having... rewatched. I have not recently rewatched it, so it's not that fresh in my mind. So I, uh, I can't really comment. They weren't thinking it's... about using the ships as weapons. The whole point was let the let the first order think they're winning. We're gonna slip under their radar, get to crate. And broadcast the distress signal. It wasn't until they were spotted and discovered because DJ betrayed everyone that Holdo had to ram the ship. That was not part of the plan. That's why they didn't do it. Hmm. I mean, I don't know how else to explain it. You're being uh, the tracker is on uh, Snoke's ship. I remember that's the one that Finn and uh, Rose snuck onto with the the code cracker guy. Yes. Okay. So you've got a small ship that's light speed capable, like a Corvette, and you know it's going to run out of fuel first. Why don't you just ask for a volunteer? Like, hey, look, they're tracking us with that ship. We're going to take everybody off. I need a volunteer to turn the ship around and light speed it right into the nose of that ship. Do I have any volunteers? I know why. I know why. I think I think you're making a mountain of a mole out of a molehill here. I'm being. I, I'm going to be yes. honest. <laughs> yes, but I know why they didn't do it, Miles. Because it, it was in the script. It yes. wasn't in the script. Yes, I know. I know. When you're truly desperate, you do not do things like fly planes into aircraft carriers. Oh wait. Good night. I I, th- I think you're reading way too much into this. All right. Um, one thing that really stuck out to me when I was watching it again was, okay, spoiler alert, it's pretty clear what the original plan was going to be, and that is Leia was going to take over with Rey for Luke, and that was the whole point, as I, as I mentioned before, the whole point of that scene of her using the Force to get back on the ship was the show she's just as capable even though she hasn't had a lot of formal training as Luke 
So clearly, the original plan was, again, spoilers, to have Luke die, basically consumed by the Force because it's been so long since he'd cut himself off, it basically absorbed him completely, (coughs) and and have Leia take over. Because I think that at 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 this point, what Rey needs most isn't a teacher, but a family. Okay. And I think that's yeah. what I think I think that's what the mistake that was made with Anakin was they said we're going to teach this kid to be a Jedi when what he needed was a family. Yeah, but Ben had a family. Well, allegedly. <laughs> yes. Who knows but, how um, much of a father Han Solo was, but proceed. Apparently not a good one. Yep. Chewbacca was a great stepmom, though. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'd like to have Chewie as, hold father, Chewie as a family hold fa- member. That'd hold be great. father Chewie. Yeah. Um, He'd okay. cook up porg for you. <laughs> <laughs> porg I th- noodle soup. Yes. <laughs> I thought... And I know it was deliberate. I'm I'm 110% convinced it was deliberate. That if you noticed, Luke Skywalker's journey ends the exact same way that it began. And I'm going to explain this. Every, probably one of the most iconic scenes of the original Star Wars films is in the first act... When Luke Skywalker is looking out at the dual sun, at the dual, at the binary suns, what the hell is Susan that? Susan brought her pork. Susan brought her pork toy into play. Oh. <laughs> see, see, it's pork. Porgs were designed right, to be right. toys. Adam's, That's Adam, it. Adam is in the middle of this. The, was in the middle of this guy saying. I forget what I was saying. Oh, so pr- again, the most one of the most iconic scenes is the binary sunset, right? Does anyone agree with me on that? Yes, yes. And that is I arguably that. that is arguably the start of Luke's journey. Does everyone else agree with me on that? Does anyone? Yes. Well, yeah, good. he's he's I in mean, a bad place. He's thinking about it. Yeah. Right. I mean, yes, he already had three PO and R two D two, but. This is really where it's we're starting to get the idea that he is destined for greater things. And of course, in The Last Jedi, Luke Skywalker passes into the Force as he watches a binary sunset. After and, he okay. wanted to go into town and pick up some power converters. Power converters, yeah. Uh, I should have explained it. So I thought that was a, an extremely poignant uh, choice in, in how to end his journey. And I will say that, um, like I said, with Carrie Fisher passed away, and please, please, please don't recast the character. For the love of God, don't. No way. Apparently, there's no. there are rumors about Meryl Streep. Of course, those are no, just rumors. No way. Um, no. If I will say, I expect, uh, I expect us to see Force Ghost Luke through through at least one yes. act, what one act, at least one act in 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 Episode Nine. I expect to see a Force Luke, uh, For, Force Ghost Luke as well. 
Um, as far as Leia is concerned, I expect her to because they they said they're not going to computer generate her. Uh, that 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 commitment's already been made, from what I understand. So yes, I'm all I can sure. expect from her is they're going to say, "Oh, look, here's the ship." You know, General Leia is coming, or General Gan is coming to land, and tell us all about that kaboom. Oops. Okay. I don't even think they'll now. do that. I don't even think they'll do that. I think that they'll, um, they'll, her death will be mentioned in the crawl, and that's, that's what it. I'm thinking. But I, remember, I, remember oh, that was my theory for this okay. one too. Remember. That simplifies it even more. That'd be nice. I wouldn't mind it if it oh, was no, the crawl. Would, yeah, yeah. I mean that that would be a good, you know, but. Like I said, I thought that I th- I think Ryan Johnson had a, I, and I think that was one of the strongest points of this movie was Ryan Johnson had a clear idea of the backbone of this film. What does he what does he want his audience to take take away? And and when he stuck with that, it was brilliant. The whole point is you don't have to be somewhat you know born from a special bloodline to matter in the galaxy. The whole shot with the kid at, with the broom and at, at the end of the movie that was like a period at the end of, of a beautiful uh, at the end of a beautiful paragraph. Mm-hmm. And apparently JJ Abrams didn't agree with doesn't agree with that. So, you know, maybe Kylo Ren was lying or maybe there's more to that story than Kylo Ren told us. Of course, uh, lying from a Sith Miles, that's inconceivable. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, that's exactly the correct word to use. Exactly the correct word to use. Um, but in I, the I, context I, of what you're using. <laughs> but uh, no, I, 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 when he stuck to what it was he wanted his audience to take away, that was when the sh- the film shone brightest. So he, you know, he had you know a couple things. First of all, like I said, the idea that. It doesn't matter where you came from or who your parents were. You can still matter. And then, of course, there was ambiguity, which, you know, which was the whole thing about D. And, and I suspect that maybe if they had realized what DJ was trying to tell them, that he probably would have been less reluctant to betray them. But that's just me. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like the DJ character. Yeah, no, when I, I watched I, it the second time. You know, I, 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 you know, you saw him a little skittish, you know, blah, 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 but when I saw it the second time, I'm like, oh, I like him. He and, is, and he does have a legitimate point, and that is that there are people mm-hmm. in the galaxy, there are people in the galaxy who are playing both sides against each other. Yep. Um, so he has a legitimate point, and I, like I said, Kenny, my suspicion is that maybe if. Finn and Rose have been quicker to pick up on that instead of just talking about how great the resistance was, he may have been less reluctant to betray them. Maybe. Or more reluctant to betray them, I'm sorry. I'm getting my superlatives mixed up, damn it. <laughs> well, you did see that one moment when he gave back that medal uh, to Rose uh, after he cracked the, the door open yeah. with it. That uh, he, do- he He's not a complete Asshole. No. Like we better. So he has some redeeming qualities. I, I'm just, you know, I'm wondering how he's going to play. I imagine he's going to show up in the third. He's it's just possible. a one off character. Assuming he got off the ship, we don't know for sure. 
Um, I yes. I'm I'm going to say he did. That's my fantasy, and I'm sticking with it. Yeah. <laughs> what What did you think of the, the the character of DJ Kenny and Michelle? I I liked him. I I I I I I love Benicio anyways, and I love the I love his tweakiness. I like his little twitches, his little his little uh, um, stutters and stuff. He played it up to the max beautifully. Um, the character himself, I don't know if he's that redeemable. You know, I think he was just trying to teach them a life lesson, and I don't think anything would have changed his mind once they were caught. So, well, you yeah, know, I, I don't, I, I don't, yeah. So, but I'm saying I think he gave up on them because they weren't getting his life lesson. Yeah, I don't think even that. I, I, I just I just think, you know, he would have, you know, it, it, he's an opportunist. If he was caught, he was going to do it anyways. Yeah, I, so. I, I don't see him like, um, unless, for example, like when Lando found himself in the completely no-win situation, like this deal's getting worse all the time, and he finally decided, screw this, I'm breaking the deal, I'm going against, I'm full-on going against the Empire. And when he made that decision, I don't know if this character will have that moment. But I'll let the writers come up with the story, and maybe maybe he will. I don't know either. Uh, but I'm just, I, like I said, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm obviously not a script writer for anyone, let alone for uh, this, this movie. But, uh, yeah. Uh... I will say one major regret I had, and I don't know if you guys agree with me, is that we really didn't see a lot of Maz Kanata in this. I I really liked her character in The Force Awakens, and I think it's a shame that she wasn't, you know, in this film a bit more. I want to know what sort of I want to know what sort of. Uh battle was going on with the uh, the unions or whatever she said it was the <laughs> yes. trade battle or whatever Union that sounds dispute. like it was going to be fun <laughs> but uh, yeah I thought that was kind of a missed opportunity yeah I gotta say I did not enjoy the character of Maz Kanata in the film before this and I thought it was forced that uh, I I honestly just hope they kind of forgot about her <laughs> um, I, I did not think that was an endearing character at all well, I well, I, I I've stunned everyone into silence with my opinion of Maz Kanata. I'm not. I, no, I, I mean, all right. Everyone, everyone can have their own opinion. As a storyteller, I, I understand the need to have some characters in certain places to get the and the protagonists where they need to go. So I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm ambivalent. I, I, you know, I totally get it. I just don't like the choice. I just don't like the choice of that character um, and the design, uh, just the whole thing. You know, I, I, it was not entertaining. Is is it the googly eye? <laughs> just the whole thing. Just the whole. Uh, oh. I, I mean, it, there, there, there's that's the thing. A lot of Star Wars design character designs are really hit or miss with me, uh, with the alien designs, and I just thought I, I'm, I don't know. I just thought that one was lame, and I don't really think the character had any kind of depth that made me really care about her. Well, supposedly there, there's some extra footage with Simon Pegg's character. 
that is yeah. yeah. you know supposed to be on one of the special edition sets. John mentioned it where uh, Chewie rips yeah. off his arm. Right. Oh yeah, yeah, that was funny. So, gotta uh, see that. Yeah. Gotta see if my if my bonus edition has that on 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 digital. Well, speaking of that, we'll talk about some of the deleted some of the uh one one of the deleted scenes in particular. Uh, when we come back, uh, because I will say this, I think Captain Phasma kind of got the, the short end of the stick. I mean, I get it. She's a villain, but come on, you waste such a brilliant actress like Gwendolyn Christie and, and give that character such a horrible, wretched end. Oops. That did, that did disappoint me. But yes, that this- was on par with Boba Fett's lame ass death. Yes. With the Wilhelm scream. That's another thing. Bring back the Wilhelm screen. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Boba Fett doesn't die there. <laughs> uh, actually, technically, technically he does since all those books. Technically he, did, he does. Technically he does I because know. because because the books that he were, was revealed to survive in are no longer canon. Wah, does wah. not count. Does not count. It well, counts to me, count damn it. As, but yeah, as far as Disney's concerned, it does not count. But, but for me, damn it, it does. But Disney did make Grand Admiral Thrawn canon. So yes. you never you never know. Anyway, we'll be right back after this for the final segment of Mike Check Read with Adam Hebert. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber. And I'm sure he's a nice guy, but I think he's like the thing. He only imitates human behavior. He's not actually human himself. Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber at Indie Media Weekly Radio.
this is Janet Lee from Southern Progressive Revival. Just sitting on my porch, listen to Indie Media Weekly. IndieMediaWeekly.com. Extraterrestrial Radio. All the power without the tower. Join us. We're leaving the light on. Well, hello there. This is Kenny Pick. Thanks for listening to Indie Media Weekly. Be sure to check out my show, Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, live every Tuesday and Friday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. For those who dare. This is metal aficionado Kenny Pick. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, it's Gods and Monsters. Gods of Metal and Monsters of Rock, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal, selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss, heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic, glam, you name it, it's here. Except death metal and new metal. I do not like that stuff. You'll hear guitar virtuosos and shredders from the Leviathan and Shrapnel Records catalogs. Rare gems from the new wave of British heavy metal. Some guilty pleasures in the form of 80s hair metal. And rock and metal from around the globe. Gods and Monsters. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern. Right here on Indie Media Weekly. Rick Beatty. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are From the Bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the Bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. Hi, this is Kenny Pick, and be sure to listen to my music program, The Night Show, every Friday from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. The Night Show features a broad selection of eclectic music from my personal library, as well as your requests. So be sure to visit IndieMediaWeekly.com and find the tab for The Night Show. Join the chat and submit your requests every Friday from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern on The Night Show. Only on Indie Media Weekly. IndieMediaWeekly.com for those who dare. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Yes, master philosopher, alchemist, and eternal love. Oh, enough of that. We don't have time for your long-winded self-introductions. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio. No, we don't, but we're going to do them anyway. Join me, as always, on the great city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, Master Alchemist Michelle Ligon. I don't know how much of a Master Alchemist I am, but I can brew, I can mix a good margarita. All right, fair enough. And also joining us out of Port St. Lucie, Florida, philosopher Miles Ligon. 
Yes, and if you embrace the darkness. If I embrace yeah. the darkness, what? I can leave it there. I can. I let your mind fill in the gap. You're uh, welcome. And also joining us, eternal love child, Mr. Kenny Pick. If you embrace the darkness, you can get a good nap. Um... <laughs> Uh, also, it, 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 did you guys talk at all tonight about all the new Avengers Infinity War footage that's been released? Footage? No. Uh, didn't we talk about Thor's abs last week? No, there's so much more. I mean, they, they, there's the Bucky Returns trailer. There's the Spider, Spider-Man bus, school bus scene. A bunch of new Thanos action. Um, and, uh, yeah, a, a lot of shit. I'm watching it right now on the other computer on mute. There's uh, a lot of stuff. Well, shit. No one told me about these new trailers. I just found it. I went to oh. CBR and uh, and saw it. So I, I, you guys are usually one step ahead of me on this stuff. So I thought maybe you saw it already. Well, a bunch of Wakanda stuff. Uh, that uh, Black Panther has passed Titanic on the all-time list. Oh, thank God. It's about time. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, my heart will go on. Oh. Mine will too. I've never, ever, ever seen Titanic, and I never, ever will. It, I mean, no, I. It's just a I tremendous. <laughs> it's just a tremendous. I've never seen film. Never seen. Never seen Avatar. Will never see it. There are some movies that I just will not see. Okay. I respect that. I respect that as well. Didn't uh did Cameron do both of those movies? Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah, he's kind of a piece of shit. After what he said about Wonder Woman. Yeah. Oh yeah. That yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, Wonder Woman objectifies women after he had a movie full of bloobies. Bloobies. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Bounce bounce Ass your bloobies. Wipe. And sexting tails. The pony, the ponytails, kind of like they were kind of yeah. creepy in a sexual way. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So anyway, <laughs> uh, I, 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 yeah. So there we go. Uh, one thing I want. So since someone brought up extras, I figured I would talk about this because I think this scene w- was actually. So of course we have the epic confrontation between Finn. And Phasma at towards the end of the movie, and don't get me wrong, it was it was good, it was good. But if you watch the 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 uh, the deleted version of that, so basically, in the deleted version, Phasma is it has stormtroopers at you know at her right and left. So I think it's four stormtroopers, and she's in the middle. And Finn points out that for her, she doesn't just want to kill him because. He's a bug in her system, and she doesn't want to just kill him because it's her pride. No, he tells her point blank, you don't want people to know who it was that disabled the shields for Starkiller Base. And when she realizes she kills all four of her stormtroopers. Oh, that's cool. Mm. And then... She, uh, she, you know, uh, she, well, there's a confrontation between her and Finn, and then she dies again. But, 
I now if that would have been in the movie instead, I think that would have been a bit more of a fitting end to her character. If that is, of course, the end. Mm. That's an interesting. I didn't know about that. That's... Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I saw uh, the um. That's the. I mean, sometimes, sometimes the deleted scenes are actually better than the versions. It's like with the. Um, it's like the road cut of X Men: Days of Future Past. That was actually made a great movie better. Uh, I don't know the road. I don't know the cut scene. The road. The road cut is basically a a version of Days of Future Past where, um, there's a whole arc where they go to save Rogue. So she can take over for Kitty Pride after she's wounded by Wolverine. Okay. So, I I thought that was a, a you know I I like that uh, that cut of the movie. Anyway, so I thought that was Kenny. What do you think? I think that was a more fitting end to Phasma. Uh, yeah, it, it sounds good. You know, uh, uh, any more screen time for Gwen- Gwendolyn Christie is always good. You know, and of course we don't know for sure that Phasma is dead. You know, because we're applying the comic book movie rule here. If it's not on, if her, if the death is not on screen, if they don't literally die in front of your eyes, you can't assume they're definitely dead. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, uh, I I just think that 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 character has just been woefully underused, and I really was hoping that you know she would get a little more screen time, and I really think. This movie would have been so much better had they just avoided that whole dumb subplot with the the casino planet and just just done. I, I mean, you can explain it away in how whatever way you want that Finn and Rose or whoever you know uh, uh, or goes with them, you know, onto the ship. You know, make it a big, you know an even bigger heist kind of, you know, thing. There could have been so much more. I just thought it was so silly that it's like, okay, we've got to send him to a planet, find this guy. And then the time timing for it seems so bad. And then of course the, the low speed space chase, I, you know, those two decisions, I, I think just really, really marred this movie for me. And it just, you know, but everything, everything else though, I, I really did enjoy, you know, but it's just, the the mechanics to get from point A to point B were just painful. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, I think we all agree uh, that the the space chase could have, like I said, it could have been better. I mean, I loved the sacrifice. I thought uh, the Holdo thing was great. It was a jaw dropper. But even that that could have got you know. Um, happened in a, in a different way because you know i don't know just everything that went on on the you know the first order ships was just like it just made it almost too comical i don't know it's a i'm just a curmudgeon man eh, banana royal yeah <laughs> so let's see what else do we have here um i thought uh well, Michelle, you seem more fond of the crystal foxes than porgs. 
That's because the crystal foxes had a plot, were a plot device. The porgs were just shameless marketing. And I will repeat that every single time you ask me. I knew you were going (laughs) to. That's why I asked you. Um, I I will say I I, I thought, yeah, that was that was great having them actually be relevant to the plot. I also loved how, you know, remember early in the movie, Luke tells Rey, you know, being a Jedi isn't about lifting rocks. And that's how she saves everyone. Uh, I thought that was I, I thought that was a now let's let's talk about that that battle uh, at crate. I I don't know about you guys, but I will say I I there was a point where I realized it wasn't really Luke. I didn't really quite realize it was a force projection, but. Like when you first see him, he looks a lot younger. His hair isn't as gray. His beard is more neatly groomed, Kenny. Yeah, and I think I was he... fooled. I was fooled the whole time. I just thought he cleaned up well. That's all. <laughs> well, I mean, the hyperspace journey might have had enough time, but that was my hint that something was up. Um. And I think a lot of it was a show of strength because you got to remember that's the that's what Kylo the last thing Kylo Ren saw before he left was that version of Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. So I mean I don't think it was like to put fear into him because of course fear is the path to the dark side. There I had an I had an excuse to use my Yoda. Yes. Dude. But I think yeah, it, I I bought it right up until all the guns start going off on Luke, and I'm like, what? Uh, I'm like, yeah. no way. And then the, the whole shoulder rub, you know, where he just wipes his shoulder. That was. I'm like, something's okay. wrong. Yeah. But I'm like, all right, tell the story, get on with it. And then I saw him not there. I'm like, okay, now it makes sense. But I was like, really? So. But yeah, overall, I think The Last Jedi was a great movie. I think John Fugelsang has a point when he says that in 10 years, people are going to be saying it's it's better than it was originally thought, you know, by the fans. Um, I mean, I don't get me wrong. I'm not saying always believe what critics say because you got to remember, uh, you know, uh, Roger Ebert famously hated The Untouchables, and that's such an amazing film. Uh, mm-hmm. but I never... Huh? It's very good. No, Michelle was about to say something. I agree. I, I, I never listen to critics. Okay, I thought you were about I to say myself... you've never, you've never no, watched... I le- I le- no. <laughs> no, I've seen that movie. But I never listen to them because I want to make up my own mind. I never let anybody right. tell me what I should or should not like. That said, so. when there's almost universal consensus and you're just hating on this film, uh, I, you know, not you in the general sense, not you guys. They have an agenda. Yeah, they have an agenda. That's the only reason why. And I get it. People were mad because Luke Skywalker died. But you rem- you got to remember, good Jedi don't fade away. They always come back. 
and, and Luke Skywalker. I'm yeah. convinced Mark Hamill, uh, don't get me wrong, they're going to keep Mark Hamill's involvement in the, in episode nine under <laughs> lock and key. I mean, I'm talking like bodies being buried upstate if it gets out. Well, and another, another uh, point to that is the one thing I really did enjoy about this film was the expansion of, of the force of the of it, because it's almost you almost get the feeling that the force kind of is its own you know uh they're giving more solidity to the idea that it's its own plane of existence and not just like an ethereal afterlife you know yes yes and 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 I will say one th- and I know I said this before but I got to say Kudos to Ryan Johnson for digging up Puppet Yoda. I was so happy yeah. when I saw that. I was like, "Yes!" Blew the cobwebs off him. Yeah, yeah, blew the cob. Clean yeah. out his ears with a cute with a giant Q-tip. Yeah. Well, pluck some of those yeah, long hairs out of his ears. Yeah, sometimes the practical effects are the best. You well, know, so go with I, what works. And, and, but see, and that's that's the thing about the Force Awakens was. J.J. Abrams came in and said, look, we're going to do practical effects where we can, CGI where we have to, and that's the way it's going to be. And it paid off. I really hope we get Puppet Obi-Wan in the next one, though. (laughs) (laughs) Just a sock puppet. Voiced by Ewan McGregor. (laughs) But, uh, so yeah. um, All all in all, I'd... Hmm? <laughs> I thought he was talking about like the land of confusion puppets. You remember those? Sure. Yeah, land one of, of those confusion? two. Sp- spitting image. Yeah. Spitting image guys. Yeah. I. I, I, I spitting image is great. No. Oh, look up the look up the uh, music video for Land of Confusion, and the puppets in there are absolutely spectacular. Oh yeah. I love them. Remember it vividly. Yes. But yeah, Prince was hilarious. Wait, Prince as in the artist formerly known as? Yes, and the spitting image doll of Prince is hilarious. Yes, it is. It's very funny. The one of Reagan was hilarious, too. And Mikhail Gorbachev. Yes, All right, so yeah, all, all in all, I think uh, the Last Jedi is a solid entry in the Star Wars universe. I'm looking forward to Solo, although, I mean, apparently those those first two directors were so bad they got shit canned, and by the time they brought in Ron Howard, most of the movie was already shot. So there's only so much he can do, but I'm worried he'll get the blame if it's not good. See, Justice League. Yeah, I'm I'm going to <laughs> lower my standards enough to where I enjoy it. They would Miles have to really it up for me to go. What? That's not how. It, uh, well, okay. No, I, I think I think Justice League. I think that's exactly. I think that's a great comparison. By the time Joss, we- Joss Whedon got a hold of it, it was too late to save it. Yeah. Uh, well, and not only that, but you know, the, he he tried so desperately hard to put a tonal, a, a massive tonal shift on it, 
And I finally saw the movie in its entirety, and it didn't make my opinion any, any better. Um, okay. And well, it, uh, it, 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 I mean, it was just so painful. It was, it was like watching two different movies, you know? Yes. Fair enough. So let's just preemptively say Han Solo movie will suck. And therefore, Michelle doesn't need to press uh, John Fuglesang to come on the show and discuss it with us. Bad Miles! Can he get the What? 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 <laughs> hey, I have to send him another DM. He still hasn't replied to my first one. Go to, so go to your room, Miles, and think about what you've just said. <laughs> oh, I know what I said. I was pushing buttons and I succeeded. You Hey, the, the only the only way that Han Solo can, Solo can really suck is if it is as bad as Ice Pirates. So, we'll we'll see. Mm. Memorial Day Has weekend. anybody seen? Have any of you seen? No. Ice oh no. Let nope. me see this. Is this like a? Is this like a? It's bad a really movie? cheesy eighties movie. Yes. Let's see here. Ice spa- what space herpes? What? Yeah, ice pirates with space. Yeah, there is. There are space herpes in ice pirates. What the hell? How do yeah. you, how do you make a bad movie starring Angelica Houston and Ron Perlman? Oh, they did a good job at it. <laughs> I, I just, I don't understand. And it's got John Carradine. It's funny though. It is a funny bad movie. It is great. All right, I'm gonna have to watch this and riff it. Yes. Uh, I'm going to have to watch this and riff it. I mean... Go for it. <laughs> I just... Wow. Wow. All right, so we should probably wrap up. It's almost the top of the hour. Uh, good. Of course, as always, I want to thank my co-host, John Kendall, Miles Lagan, Michelle Lagan, Kenny Pick. Thank you all for uh, being a part of this grand experiment. Uh, and uh, we'll be back. We'll definitely be back next week. All right, parting shots, Miles. What do you got for us? Yes, for anyone that is proceeding, thinking about becoming their own galaxy master, if you do, you need to preemptively tell your players that the tactic of taking a shuttle and piling it with a droid and commanding that droid to just go fly the light speed through that star destroyer is nerfed. You will not allow it. Because it just ruins the game. Good. I'm the still game will go need, much smoother. I'm still going to need that cattle prod, Kenny. Is it yeah. nerf herded? <laughs> nerf herded. Okay. All right. Michelle, what do you got for us on the way out? Um, not too much. Just uh, everybody have a great weekend. Um, remember all the really really cool shows that are in, on Indie Media Weekly, and check them out. They're available um, on the website, and you can download them and listen to them and have lots of fun. Yes. Science, industry, and nerds c- come together here on Indie Media Weekly. All right. Uh, Kenny. Well, uh, I just read it? a story that made me want to start reading uh, The Amazing Spider-Man uh, again. Apparently, and this is a big spoiler, so I don't think it's going to hurt anybody's feelings if I give this out. But um, uh, apparently, Norman Osborn has bonded with a Carnage symbiote and become the Red Goblin, and it looks badass. Oh my god, it looks so cool! Very cool. 
Very good. So I'll share share the link with everybody. But yeah, um, check out uh, Turn Up the Night on Tuesday. It'll be fun. Um, I don't know what we're doing, but uh, uh, yeah, I've uh, I've been a little bit brain dead of late while I've been uh, getting my knee to act like a knee again. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, that's it. I, I got nothing else. Glad you're feeling better. Yes. Thanks. Alright, uh, I think that's it for us. John Ken will be back next week. Uh, Sun Progress Revival tomorrow night. Uh, am I forgetting anything important? Are you doing, what do you, you got a theme for Midnight Sun? Uh, I haven't thought of anything. I was, I, uh... How about the music of Marvel, Disney, and Star Wars? Yeah, 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 yeah. Good idea. Yeah, we'll do that. Thank you, Kenny. Uh, so, yeah, well, Midnight Sun tonight starting at 11, including your requests. And uh, if you are at C2E2 this weekend, I am so jealous of you, you bastard. Getting them to rub elbows with the Critical Role cast. All right, that's it. Everyone have a nice week, and we will see you next Saturday on Mike Check Radio. Time for go to bed. All right, it is late. Shall we retire? Goodbye, my friends. Goodbye to you all. I'll never forget you. Live in peace. Goodbye, all. Stay happy and good luck. On our way to great adventures. Get out of here. Casting worm. Push the button, Frank. Listeners, thank you for your attendance.